Blog Talk Radio. Say hip hop, man. It's your boys. I know the fives already, man. Three little man and your boy Watson. Watson, what's good, man? Peace. What's good, my brother? How are you, family? Killing. Let's get into this, man. Um, before we have a get into the topic that I really want to talk about, respectfully, when I say this, um, I just want to harp on Benny the Butcher, the Butcher coming. Just dropped his song called, um. Happy Thanksgiving uh, with Harry Fraud. Um, he has the internet going crazy right now. Watch. Everyone seems to be enjoying this song very, very much. Um, I have to be honest, Watts. As much as I rock with Benny, Benny's one of my favorite rappers. That's my, that's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He's been one of my favorite guys um, in the last three to four years. Um Am I saying this? Am I, am I wrong? And I'm going to your back for a second. I feel dirty saying this because I always get on you about this. I know you're about to kill me when I say this, but if I'm comparing this song to his first single with, with um, Pusha T, produced by DJ Shea, R.I.P. DJ Shea, I like this song, but not as much as the first song I like on the plugs I met, part one. Brother, talk to me, man. So, don't compare it and just take it <laughs> at face value for what it is right now. And would you enjoy the song if you're not thinking about the plugs I'm at one? If you're just taking it as a hip hop song, how would you hear it if it's just a hip hop song? I think it's okay. Okay. Well, uh, the album comes out next week. We're going to do a full deep dive breakdown of every single song. We will absolutely break down the production of Harry Fraud. I don't and, like, uh, I'm sorry. Why pass the mic? Why are you bullshitting right now? Dogs, I don't, listen. Harry Fraud, the musica, I love all that, right? I'm not saying what Benny is spitting is bad, Watts. We know he's giving us drug talk. He's giving us two verses, um, storytelling, day room talk. Montana talk, Montana talk, Montana talk, fine. Montana talk, fine. What? I go there, which I agree with you and all that. But I'm gonna go. You know how much I'm a big production guy, right? I feel like if you and I were a crew, you'd be the rapper, I'd be the producer. I don't know why I feel that way. We'd be like Mob Deep. I'll be Havoc, and I could do beats and rap. But I love beats so much. Why, what? So I love Harry Floyd. Shout out to Harry Floyd. I know he's having a phenomenal 2021 so far. Watch. You and I did not review Jim Jones' project, but Harry Ford left his footprints all over that project. Um, now he's doing Benny's project. And I got to be honest, I don't like the beat that much. Are you, let's, let's stick to the production talk right quick. Are you glam or, the, or I, I don't know. I don't know. Talk to me about the production. Am I bugging? Because I don't like the beat that much. I think, I, think okay. being, I think you're being overly critical, and I think when we Why get the full we, body of work, I think I think when we get the when we get the full body, it'll be a better. A, wait a minute! Wait a, a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I can't let you get that off. I apologize. Why? I love you like the food. 
You was the one on this show telling me, yo, three, I don't know about these features, man. Fat Joe, um, uh, uh, French Montana, um, um, who's the other brother from Atlanta? What's his name? Um, Two Chains and all that. So now we're playing a waiting game when you already gave us the Taylor. No, 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 no. I'm not playing. I'm I'm not playing the waiting game, but we talked about it. We talked about it. So when this album comes out, the review will be up the next day. It drops the next day. We have. We I don't will know, have man. I'm feeling out. a little bit like you right now, dog. I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause let's go here for a second. Cause you and I can have this talk real quick. How big is? Well, let me ask you. Forget. I'm asking my brother. How big are you? on first singles on projects? Uh, I don't know. Because sometimes a first single could not be dope. I'll give an example. You didn't like Hypnotize, but you love Life After Death, right? So the yes. first single the first single for Hypnotize did nothing for you, but you nope. love the album Life After Death. So yes. you should never let a first single dictate how an album will sound. Or on the flip side, isn't there projects also that we heard niggas drop their first single and that could be their best song on the album and then the other songs don't pan out? Or they drop a single and we're like, yo, fam, why do you drop this single when you have this other joint right here in the cut? Or, okay, I see you drop this first single. You, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I, I love Benny. And, you know, it's funny. The wild shit about this is niggas act like when we're not the home of Griselda, we just talk about anything music wise that they drop. We're gonna talk about it. And I gotta be real. I it I it didn't I don't think it touched my hip hop soul. And am and am I supposed to be looking for that when I'm listening to music? Am I not supposed to be looking for the bars and the beat to coincide and I'm sitting here with you on the show going crazy? And licking shots like I'm in Jamaica, like I'm in Kingston, Jamaica, or Sun Sunsplash or some shit like that. Like I don't get that vibe. Why are you why are you not in the grill? Why do you always say Kingston? Why don't you ever <laughs> talk about the grill? I shout out to the grill, Ocho Rio, Spanish Town, Trench Town, all that, man. St. Catches, St. Elizabeth, all that, man. Dutch River was good. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, my nigga. Right. So why why am I you see like you're so am I right on this if I know you? You're not gonna to put too much emphasis on the first single, and I guess you're just gonna wait. You're, you're gonna really grade more on this project, not more on the single, but the overall project itself. Absolutely, absolutely. The whole the whole body of work. So you're in that bag. Yes. Is this a five mic song to you? No. Can you, can you tell me how you felt about Rome Street right quick? I know you were thinking it's at the crates of his music right quick. What's your overall I'm, take I'm, so far? I'm, I'm, I'm learning to start appreciating his music. I'm yeah, learning to appreciate his music. I was trying to tell you that for a while, but you won't listen to me. You know, so it's all good. Been trying to tell you Rome Street is that dude, the best rapper in Brooklyn. I mean, leave it up to you. You're going to say Young M.A., right? I say I heard DJ Muggs and Rome Sheets album. Uh, Rome Sheets is not a better MC than Young M.A. He doesn't rap better than her. He's not only with the street talk. There's I literally nothing Rome Street does <laughs> as an MC better what? than Young M.A. You're okay? wilding. Nothing. You're wilding. You're wilding. Don't sit up here on the show and act like Young M.A. 
is, is watching my my son roll street. Is that what you're doing? I'm telling you, when Young M.A. talks about rapping, the streets and everything, I feel it more. It sounds more hard. It sounds more authentic. It sounds more raw. She's just a better MC. That's what I'm saying. Young M.A. will watch any male Brooklyn MC under 30. I'm saying that. And I'm never going to leave that. I think Rome Streets is a better MC than Younger Me. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you do. I'm listening <laughs> to Younger Me since 2014. Dog walks him. Like, you come on, my nigga. You go take your ass to MC and get a nigga who just came on the scene and say she can fuck with Younger Me. He can't fuck with Younger Me. Point blank, period, nigga. Yo, you're jumping out the window with the dog walking. I'm jumping out the window. Get out of here, man. That's loose. That's loose. That's loose, Watson. Dog walking? Oh, I'm telling you that right now. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at your show. I'm going to insult you. It's insulting me. You insulting me comparing this nigga to young M.A. She already got the body of work out there. I'm arguing with it. I'm arguing with myself. She already got out there. Fuck that. There ain't nobody fucking with young M.A. From Brooklyn, under 30. Is that the caveat under thirty? That's the caveat. Is that the, the the caveat that you got under thirty? Is that what you want us to focus more on when you put the? Um, I want to be clear with it. Be clear, okay. Be clear with it, guys, brother. Be clear with it. <laughs> I totally disagree with you on that. I do not think Young and May in twenty twenty one is a better MC than Rome Streets, and I can't wait for you to go in your Eminem bag. Why Eminem grabbed her for a track? I, I don't got to go in that bag. I, I go with her latest drill song. I go with her latest drill song. I go with her latest drill song. She already, she jumped on the drill beat. She sound better than every Brooklyn rapper doing drill. You man chess just did a drill song. Young man, you know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, man. You ain't even playing. She's an MC. Nicest MC out. Under 30. Under thirty, under thirty. That's like that's like I mean, under thirty is so funny to me. I don't think she's a better rapper. And let me tell you something. That drill song you're talking about, I know it's getting views and everything. And you already told me your three. This shit is locking in the city. I get it. You put me onto it, but fam, I don't like that song like that. I don't like it. Not 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 like it. Talking to my soul. Dog, you've been listening to this fucking over 40 years. What's up, B? My nigga, that song talk to my soul. Y'all made that better than every nigga you listen to. How about that? I'm going to go in there. If you really want to know, like, how long people got to listen to this show? I've been riding with Young and Mason since 2017. She likes it. All them niggas don't be throwing at me. She likes it. All of them. She got better. She got better in Rome Streets. Come on, my nigga, don't insult me, man. That nigga can't look at her. I'm, 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 I'm going to go my voice back. He can't rap better than a picture of Young M.A. Really? I know you love Young M.A., but you, are you, are you, yo, do that drill song get you, oh, it talks to your soul? To my soul. To your soul? To my soul. Man, Rome Street is rapping, rapping. What are you saying in that song? What are you saying in that song? You don't understand. Wait, wait. Watch this, watch this, watch this. What are you saying in that song you don't ride with? Is there anything you're saying in that song, street-wise, whole-wise, money-wise, female-wise? It's four-bar setups. 
It's the Travis Scott special. The four four. The four you're four. Comparing, four. You're comparing. You're comparing You're comparing Young Ma to Travis Scott. No, I'm not. Who, who, who doesn't even buy his bombs anymore? Nah. He doesn't even buy his bombs no more, brother. He doesn't nah, even buy his bombs no more. He's on. He's in his Drake bag. Everything like is reference cut and go through. I don't even like Travis Scott. What's okay, so you brought him up. I'm Sam. I'm talking about the four four. He's not my guy. Let's be clear on that. He's your guy. My guy, my guy is Young M.A. <laughs> oh, my God. So you make it sound like I don't rock with Young M.A. I like Young M.A. I just don't, I don't coast, I don't think she's the best rapper in Brooklyn. Like, you make it sound. I don't think she best, raps better than Rome Streets at all. For real, for real, she don't. And I think she's caught up in a whirlwind of where she wants to be rap and still be able to do the drill shit. And I don't like her drill joints at all. I really don't like it. I, mean, I see a million of views on, on YouTube. I get it. It's not for me. I get it. It's for the journalists. Get it. It's 100% but, for me, though. It's 100% for me. 1,000 million percent for me. This thing always goes crazy. Anytime I say anything about young M.A., he's ready to catch a fucking vessel. His goddamn neck. As long as I... So, yo, so after this, we're, we're both in agreement that we're going to wait for Betty to drop, I believe, this Friday or next Friday, right? Yep. And we're graded off that? Absolutely. Okay. You're the one who said I have an open mind about Fat Joe. You told me that. <laughs> oh, no, no, Fat Joe might give me that. No, no, you told me that. Wait, didn't you tell me that? Wait, didn't you tell me that? You said, yo, have an open mind. Fat Joe might give you this fire verse. So I'll, I'll wait and listen to what Joey Crack got to say. Don Cartagena got to say. Don Cartagena, <laughs> a.k.a. Wait a minute. Don Cartagena, Fat Joe, a.k.a. Me and, me, and, me and Big got five songs together dissing Tupac. That Fat Joe. Yo, you love the story, right? Hold on. You love the story, right? Hold on, I'm glad you went there. I'm just so glad you went there, my brother. What do we think about that, though? No, 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 no. I don't believe that, Joe, at all. So there's nothing for me to think about. I do not believe him. Wait, 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 Hold on, watch. Are you saying that that Joe is telling a fib, a lie? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying he's telling something. He's telling something. That has never ever been spoken about in 25 years. Now, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, he's lying. You want to believe him? You can. If you think Fat Joe and Fifty was in his lab together making songs together, more power to you, brother. I don't believe it. So, all right, all right. So you're saying what? By Fat Joe telling the story that he's never told back in '97, '98, from '98 to now, he's never revealed that him and Big had. Songs in the stizzy. Where are, Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Unreleased. They made them and then destroyed them. Unreleased. They made them unreleased. No such thing. Nothing's unreleased in hip hop. Nothing. Oh, Lizzie. What you okay. mean? So hold on. These songs obviously was parody from '95 to '97. It's fair to say that's what it was. It was that time. And that, My and that, man, and that. he's not. I don't believe him. Like, stop even, you're, you're creating a fictional scenario. I do well, not believe Fat Joe. Well, I, I can't call Fat Joe a liar. That's what we, that's basically we're going to call Fat Joe a liar. Then. I'm calling him a liar. Oh, you're calling him a liar. I'm calling him a liar. I'm calling him a liar. But what's he got to lie about, though? Why would he lie about that, though? That's kind of You tell me. 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 Come on, my man. I'm yeah, my man. Come on, my nigga. Come I'm on, my man. Like, yeah. I'm having dialogue. My There's no dialogue to have. The nigga lying. 
I'm just no direct to Come on, man. Wait, wait, wait. So I'll just say this. I'll just say this. I'll just say this. My opinion, Fat Joe's lying. So you can get a shit on it. I just don't know why Fat Joe. Joe, the only thing I'm going to say about this, Fat, is you took a while long to reveal that. You know what I mean? And then once you reveal that now, people, and I don't know what the masses are saying to that. But if I'm somebody, I'm like, okay, fam, what, where they at, and why would you bring that out now? And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with bringing that out now. You can say, like, yo, March 9th come, yo, I ain't never revealed this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could, maybe he's not lying, man, but Watts is going to give him the lying award. So, anyway, Fat Joe, I, I, listen, man, don't, don't don't let me look crazy on the streets. I told my, my brother Watson and my cousin that, yo, I believe you're going to have a dope verse on Benny the Butcher's project. So, we shall see. We shall see. All right, Watson, man. Appreciation time, my brother. Oh, we're not even doing artists this appreciation, man. We haven't done this in a while. I love the series that we started um, in the 90s and early 2000s, a hip-hop appreciation of albums and projects that we rocked with throughout the years. Um, we did not do 1990, 91, 92. We did 93, 94, 95, 96. Did not do the year 1996. Seven watch. I say the year 1997, the year in hip hop, my brother. You say what, King? That was a sad year in hip hop because that was the year Biggie died. So that's what I said about 1997. It was a sad year in hip hop that had a lot of great projects come out. But what stands out about 1997 is that Biggie died in 1997. All right, watch. Let's go ahead, man. Um, we set up the year 1997, the release albums in 1997 for the year of hip-hop. Uh, first album that I would like to talk about, my brother, is Camp Low, Uptown, Saturday Night, Cooley High, Crystal Carrington, Watts, Sparkle. What do we think about Cooley High? The brothers from the Boogie Down Bronx, Cooley High was my choice. Talk to me, King. Well, what's great about this album is that all you guys who like Kanye West and like these guys who dress differently and y'all think are, are bucking a trend in hip hop. Well, Campolo was doing it first. Uh, Campolo wasn't cursing. They were, they had their own slang. Uh, these are these two brothers from the Bronx. They have a five mic hip hop song in mm-hmm. Lucini, this is it, y'all. It is, in my opinion, a five-mic song. No question about it. Um, when I first heard the song, I thought uh, I thought one of them sounded like Butterfly. And guess what? Butterfly is on the album on a song called Swing. Uh, they have a song on the album called Rockin' It. I love that song. They have a song called Say Word. I love that song, Say Word. And then, of course, I love the song... Uh, Black nostalgia, nigga. Come on, nigga. Come on, where they come where on, they shoot the video, yes. and they um and they have the uh the good times cast in there. So this is I would say a dope album, and it basically was one of the first albums to come out of the year, and I absolutely copped it. And let me say, man, I love the album cover. Also, let me emphasize the album cover for Camp Low Uptown Saturday Night. I love the album cover. Um, Crystal Carrington, obviously Lucini, you spoke about that, and Cooley, that was that's just a fire song, man. But I also like Crystal Carrington, man. That was my fucking song right there, B. You know what I mean? 
Um, this album was very jazzy. You know what I mean? Um, is it cheap? Is that, is it, one of the brothers, not the brother who raps like this. Every time I come down, I don't. Not the one. The other brother I like. He, I like his. He always had an ill flow, but the other niggas always rap like that. Every time I like, he, I can't really take his flow. But I did rock with this album, man. I'm gonna keep it real. This is definitely what I'm gonna say a very a strong four mic album. Can I go there? Absolutely, absolutely strong four mic album. Very strong four mic album. Very strong. It's a strong four mic album because you just think of where hip hop was and how they were different, how they were outside the box, how they followed no trends, how they had originality. So yeah, I really, I really dig this album. All right, man. I'm gonna go to you, man. Um, it's February. Um, I don't know how many, how many, you have to be really a hip hop head to have this project, man. Um, Frankie Curtis, my nigga. Can we talk about Frankie Curtis in 1997, my chief? Can we break this Frankie Curtis down? Is politics some bullshit project with various people on here? Kane, Bismarck, Buster, Coco Brothers, Craig G, our man Doo-Wop Evil Twins, Joe Crack, Elton Skelter, Keith Murray, G-Rap, Lost Boys, M.O.P., Mob, Rampage, Redman, Rock City, oh, Rock City, Shante, and Sadat X from Brand Nubians. Watch. Let's talk about it, man. Let's have some joints on here, son. So this joint was so fire because mm-hmm. um, being that this came out in early 97, a lot of these songs were released in 96, and I heard mm-hmm. them on mixtapes. Yep. So Clue, I remember on one of the Clue tapes, Clue had Focus, and I love Focus with mm-hmm. Mr. Cheeks and M.O.P. Like, I, I, I played that hard. Um, They also had a video for Boricuas on the set with Doo-Wop and the Evil Twins and Fat Joe. I remember they always used to play that. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's a five-mic song on here, a five-mic slept-on historical classic song on this album. It is a five-mic historical song collaboration, and I will let you set it off with this song. Listen, man, it's called Know the Game. I, I know we're going straight to Know the Game with G-Rap, M.O.P., and Mark D. And a lot of times on this show, we always emphasize collaborations and everything like that, slept on collaborations, collaborations that might have not touched the radar or maybe not publicized and everything like that. But, man, Am I wrong to say this is one of those collaborations that if you want to put it in the slept-on collaborations of all time, this could definitely make a top 10 list? I could, I could definitely say top 15, top 20. I could definitely I could definitely say top 20. But for me, personally, for me, I'm going to say top 10. But personally, it could be top 20. You know what I mean? This is, first of all, do you agree that this is a straight-up five-mic banger? Yes. No, no question about it. No, no question about it. No way Havoc set this shit off yet. There's not even no if, answer, buts, about it. The G-Rap MVP diverse. I believe G-Rap was the court was the MVP of this track. I love You know, I love P and everything like that, but I felt G-Rap was just from slow delivery and bars, man. He, he did the beat of him just, it just made a marriage in my opinion. Not taking anything away from M.O.P. and everything and the mob, of course. M.O.P.'s hook on this five mic hook. Yes, I in order that. to survive the game. I mean, yeah. everything about this song is five mics. So, um, like you said, you 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 told you, you dropped everybody who was um who was on here. A lot of a lot of dope collaborations, but the absolute clear standout song was "Know the Game." 
Um, what do we what do we think about the cipher part three with Kane Bismarck? Great. Let me tell you something. I like I like I I remember when I bought this and I liked every song mm-hmm. because all of these were artists I love like like so. Hey guys, this is not an East Coast album. It is a New York City album. <laughs> I know I know people like to say East Coast and and you talk, I don't know what that is. I just know that every MC on this album is from New York City. So, except Redman, right? So, yeah, and Redman is literally across the street. Yeah. But um, but I, well, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I really enjoyed this uh, album. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and next watch. I'm gonna go to Funk Master Flex the mixtape volume two, fresh off the volume one. Um, Hole had a freestyle on here. Yeah, how about some hardcore? Come on, love that. It's one of my favorite MLP joints, of course. Kim had a freestyle on here. Um, Capleton had tour on here. Lady Saw brought a little reggae flavor to the project. Um, Nas had a freestyle. Fox Boogie was on here. Hip Hop Array, Naughty by Nature, Uptown Anthem, classic joint. Uptown Anthem, love that. Um, old school joints. And it's funny, in 97, he's bringing how can I, how can I just kill a man? Cypress Hill, classic. Um, Red Man, time for some action. Um, Ras T, Greg Knight set it off. Um, Mary J. Blige the freestyle. Buckshot Shorty, no joke, follow me. That's probably, that was the first single off this project. Um, Akinelli was on here, watch. Boot Camp Click, Big in the Locks of the Cream Freestyle. Come on, my nigga. Classic. Um, Lost Boys, Meth, Alicia Delph, man. Um, Run DMC, watch. Talk to me, man. So much people on here, man. Crazy. Okay, you just Great. said, you just Great. said. So, Big, big Jay-Z and Nas are on this, right? Mm-hmm. Who had the best freestyle? Best freestyle. It, I don't think it was Jay or Nas, though. I know it wasn't Jay Nas, so I'm asking you, are you going to say it? Say it with your chest out. Let people know what it is. The Biggie Locks freestyle over Cream is the best freestyle on this album. Like, are you not going to say that? Are you figuring you, no, that you don't know how to say that? No, sir. Like, I mean, this, no, this, I don't know. It. Yo, trust me, brother, it is not a no-brainer. We talking about Jay Z and Nas. You don't think that's the go-to? Listen, no disrespect to Jay and Nas. Love y'all very much, but big in the locks, rapping up. Oh, by the way, by the way, I just want to be very clear. Let me be, let me be very clear to all y'all. Big was alive at this time. This is February. Big is still alive, man. And so, so this is what we're hearing from him. So you're hearing Nas, you're hearing Big, and you're hearing Jay Z. Uh, Biggie clearly was see nice. They wasn't seeing Big at this point, my man. I Come on, man. I'll be, I'm, I'm going to be with you. I feel maybe not whole, but you're going to have people out there who say Nas. Nas wasn't. Nas wasn't. Nah, not you're going to have some people say Nas, though. No, I, they, I, and, and they rightfully can say Nas. They 100% can say Nas. And I'm telling you, not even Nas was seeing big in 97. You don't think there's niggas out here who think Illmatic is better than Ready to Die? A lot of people are, and I told you, I don't disagree with that. I'm saying I have no issue with anybody saying Nas is better than Big. I have no issue. My perspective, it was clear-cut. Big was just nicer than him, man, in terms of just versatility, how he could do it, how he gave it up. You heard him over a RZA beat. That's that's Biggie over RZA. That's the locks over RZA. Y'all heard it. I'd rather not well, breathe this snitch, and I love my niggas, not my bitch. You hate it. Whoa. Oh, oh. 
Your styles kill your style. Yo, I know we talk about big, but style set this shit off so lovely, my nigga. SP man. Well, listen, we can't really gloss over Buckshot Shorty's um follow my lead. That was a dope. That was that was that was a dope lead single. Yo, three. Wherever I go, my crew is uniform. Got stripes in New York. Like like uniforms. Come on, man. What do you yeah, say? I told, see, I told, I told, what you said? I told cats with the sparkler, like Bob Barker, the price is right. Yo, Vic was wilding on here. Vic was wilding on this joint, but so wild. So, so that was, that was, that was, that was, that was a, a dope mixtape that came out. It was, it was very dope. It was very dope. All right, let's keep it moving. It was, that was a very dope project. Um, I just want to shout out the Loonies right quick, though, man. I got to shout out the Loonies because let's be real, man. We do know about the Loonies. Thing, I'm very, um, popular. West Coast group. I had had six joints on their project and everything. Um, Ghetto Mafia came out. Tru Scarface, the Untouchable. I don't know watches rock with that too tough. You know what I mean? But it had some joints on here. Southside was a very dope song. I love that song a lot. You know what I mean? The Sunshine joint was dope and everything there. He had a couple of Tupac features on here and everything. And Faith is a very very dope song and everything on here, man. Smile, smile was a big song. Smile was a big song. song. That was a very big song. Yeah, that was a very big song. Very big song. Um, and then we go to March 11th, man. <sighs> R.I.P. B.I.G. Fresh off March 9th. Talk to me, Watson. Ready to die, man. Where do we begin, bro? God, this is just beautiful. Look, so here's the thing. One day we're going to do a... um. We're going to do a review. We're going to revisit this album. But this was one of the albums that came out in 1997, and I will just say this. We're in March. This album never left my rotation Facts. for the for the year of 1997. I just want to be clear. Facts. I just want people to understand that. This album, so Big had already passed away. So this album had a lot of sentimental value. And what made this album so difficult to listen to, like it, it was easy to listen to, but what made it difficult is when you heard it, and you heard what type of lyricism Big was on, the way he was going, it it, it just made you sadder because you like, my God, this man was just a five-mic storyteller. I mean, he he's working with Havoc, the RZA, and Premier. Three, of my, favorite three, three of my favorite producers of all time. Oh, and let me not forget Easy Mo B. On one of my favorite, listen, on one of my favorite Jay-Z Biggie songs of all time. It's one of my favorite. I love the Doe's, one of my favorite songs of all time. And I can tell you this right now. I know the words to I love the Doe. I know the words to I love the Doe by heart. By heart. I love that song. And, and Jay-Z. And, um, and, um. Let me just say this, man. I wasn't big off Big's first single, Hypnotize. I got to keep it real. I was not big on Hypnotize. What I would say about Life After Death, it's one of the most diverse hip-hop albums of all time. And just the word diversity where you can say it was a blueprint for a lot of people to see what Big, how diverse he was. He was. I mean, for him to rhyme with Bone Thugs Harmony, and well, I don't wanna, I'm, we're going to do a better deep dive into this project, but for him to do a joint like with Bone Thugs and Harmony and to be like, you know what, yo, I'm going to go into y'all world on my album. <laughs> so on my album, I want to go into your world 
and show you that I can go in your world, y'all flow, all y'all cadence, and match that to a T. Like, I could have been another member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's what Big basically did. That's what Big basically did, my nigga. This is a, my second favorite album in 1997. My second. My first, it's coming soon. But to say this album is a five-mic classic and to, like Watson said, never leaving my rotation. That's life to top it all off, beef and white. Put beach in your eye. Why try to? Ah, good love, man. Kicking the door? My God, man. A flaming gas aiming at these fucking maniacs who are naming raps. Part of the game is that. Like, they hustling backwards. I smoke backwards. Dutchies. You can't touch me. Try to rush me. Slugs go touchy, touchy. You're bleeding lovely with your spirit above me. Or beneath me, your whole life you live sneaky. Now you rest eternally sleepy. You burn when you creep me. Rest where the worms in the week be. This nigga B.I., man. God damn, son. This is just a classic. I cannot wait when we talk about this album. An introspection album. Introspective joints. Party joints. Rapping joints. Miracle miracle spiritual bars. He gave stories. Like, everything big. Gave you. There's not a song in here that somebody can be like, yo, I like this song. This song doesn't touch me, man. So yeah, man. R.I.P. again to Notorious B.I.G. And, and I know, and I know we're not. And I know we're not big on to sell talks, but this had the biggest first week of any album that yes, come out in nineteen seventy-seven. Yes, it is. I mean, yes, so, it is. so this album really was a defining album of the year, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, in 1997, I want to show love also to the West Coast. Uh, Warren T dropped his project, man. Take a look over my shoulder. Obviously, he had um, Anna May, the joint with Nate Dogg. Ron Isley was on here. J.O. Felony, the Twins. Um, EPMD remix. I shot the Sheriff. He had an EPMD remix on here. I shot the Sheriff. I, I told you, man. Shot, listen, I love the fact when I see an EPMD remix from a guy like Warren G. That just tells me the West Coast brothers knew the vibes when it came to Eric and Parrish making dollars, man. Let me just highlight that also, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, keep it moving. Watch it. What about, yo, Tracy Lee? What? Many faces? Can we give Trey Lee some love, my guy? What was so, about Trey Lee? I'm going to tell you. So I was on, um, I was in Clubhouse uh, earlier this week, and Tracy Lee was okay. in the room. Okay. So I had a chance to tell him, and I said, listen, man, I just need to tell you that you are on one of my favorite Biggie, Biggie Small collaborations of all time. Keep Your Hands High with Big I, and Tracy Lee is one of my favorite songs, hip-hop collaboration songs ever. It is a five-mic song, and I will say this, Tracy Lee went ball for ball with Big on that album. He did. Yeah, he, on did. The song. he did. He did. And heavily on like Brett Favre. You saw niggas lay now. Biggie make the hit the floor. Like the way they played off each other and back and forth to me was five mics. There's a, it's a incredible song. Now, he also had a tunnel, Hot 97, banger. It's party time. The theme. Mm. The video had Mary J. Blige in it. Now, everywhere that my crew go, you know we get down. That shit. I know when Tracy Lee finally had the hook to this song, he's like, yo, this hook right here, it goes so well with the beat. It's not even funny, man. The cadence and just the, uh, what they saying to the beat. It was so dope, man. Tracy Lee don't really get a lot of props, though, but me and you both 
Oh, cop this album and and gave it and gave it love. You know, I'm telling you, every I cop this, no question about it. All right, watch. I'm gonna go to Jersey, my guy. Jersey, Brick City, the home of Latifah, Naughty by Nature, Joe Budden, Red Band, all those other poor righteous teachers. The artifacts, though, the artifucking facts. That's them. Oh, yes, I bought this album in April of 97. Yes, I got this shit. This shit, the ultimate? The ultimate, my nigga. Return to the wrong side? Break it down. Damn. Were your skills? Take it to... Mm. Oh, talk to me, watch. Cannabis had a dope freestyle off um, one of these beats also. But talk to me about artifacts, huh? So let me just say, there is another Five Mike Super song on here. And it is produced by Sean J. Period. Mm. And the name of the song is Art of Facts. That's classic. Five, Five Mike. Mike Super Song. That, that beat is yo, I that mean, my God, this beat is, that beat is his Five. Super Five Mikes. I wish niggas would rap. When the mixtape game was popping, I wish more niggas rapped off that. But so now, let me, so now, so now, so now, let me give you a story. Brother, well, me and my homie, Used to go to Fat Beats. After we go to Fat Beats, we go to this place called the New Weekend Cafe. We look for wherever they had open mics so people could like freestyle. When this instrumental was out, this song, when we went to to the um to the spot, they was playing this instrumental, and everybody who was signing up for the for the freestyle session was rapping over this beat. It basically made everybody sound dead nice. Yeah, man. This is yeah. an incredible, yeah. incredible. First of all, the song's incredible. The beat is incredible. Uh, and like you and I both know, we cop this ASAP, A-S-A-P. not even thinking about it. No, I call it ASAP. There was no doubt about that. I actually like this album, man. I, I, I'm going to be real with you. This is a low-key format album, son. I'm gonna keep it real. Low yes. key for my kids. Yes. Yes. All right, watch. I'm going to Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn, BK, home of Biggie and Jay and Watson and Dre. Bars, oh, nigga. Um, yo, I'm going ill and out scratch. Where my homies, dogs? Let's be real. No, that's, wait, this album is album. This, this, this album. No, this didn't have a creep with me, did it? This ill and out scratch album. No. No, it didn't. That's the that's '94 album. Part of so that's '94. Um. Let me say this. I did drop in that the second album, this 97 album. I got to be real, Watts. This wasn't it. Respectfully. I used to get less appreciation, but that second album, this wasn't it for me. It wasn't it. Yeah. No, it wasn't oh. it for me. It wasn't it for me either. I didn't even buy it. I bought it, though, because I like the first album. No, no, no. I, I agree with you, but I, right, I, I'm just saying that shit. They, 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 were, they, were, they, had, they, were, they had left my memory by then. I knew about them, but I I I remember not buying it. <laughs> All right, watch another collaboration album from a group, man. Dogs, Whew. let's be real, man. I think listen, 1997. I was very. You want to talk about anticipation for an album? When I was still copping the source, and they had the ad for this album, and when it's come out and everything like that. This was a much much a most cop album. I had this on deck heavy. Boot camp click. Watch. Talk to me, man. Boot camp click, man. This album, was not, Coco, this, this album wasn't one of my favorites. It didn't. It didn't stand out for me. With the song. and I was mad about that. But then, I really remember you would, it. You would admit the anticipation was big, though. 
No, I, I'm not going to say it was big. I'm going to say I bought this ah. the same way I bought. Wait, I'm going to say I bought this the same way I bought the artifacts. Remember, I bought I bought OGC. Mm-hmm. I bought everybody. I bought everybody the in the boot camp. So they put a compilation album together. And to me, they, I did not. I'm saying me personally, I did not have this as high end. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying when you found out that Buckshot, Smith & Wesson, OGC, Health & Skeleton was going to link up to do a collaboration album, everybody would link up as one like Voltron, you wasn't happy and lit for that when you saw this in the source? No, no, I wasn't. Wow. I've been more than a kid. You're not a big Super Western guy. I know that. You're not a big Super Western guy, first of all. You're not a big Sean P guy like I am. So I, I got to see what you're saying. But guys, I was and then the album, and then the, and then the album was mid. It was a mid album. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, okay. But it was. It was. This is like not a have. standout album of 1995. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. All right. It's not. It's not. It's not. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you. The Ready Part 2 was kind of like, uh, I was like, come on, man. Part 1 was way better than Part 2, but whatever, man. Um, oh, boy. And I, this is the album that I played. I played Boot Camp Click, right? I had this rotation, and I had Knowledge Ring Supreme over nearly every body careless one I get next. Yo, let me say this. The MC... For the whole year ninety seven, let me be with you. That was one of my favorite songs in ninety seven. I know you go to different songs, but I love the MC. The heart step into a world, that was one of the biggest songs in ninety seven. That's a fact. Um, third quarter I like classics is fire. The blow feature in Red Man was come on, dogs. Yo, let me real strong for Mike. Four corner free throws by KRS one, man. Talk to me, watch. I agree with everything you said, and let me just say what makes this even more incredible when you think about it. I mean, we're in 1997, and KRS is comfortably in the 90s. Not trying to figure out if he can survive it. He's comfortably in the 90s, rapping with everybody. I love that heartbeat. I love to step into the world. I love when him and Redman used to go back and forth. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that the South Bronx came out in 1987, and this album came out 10 years later. Remember, hip-hop, everything about hip-hop changed in that 10-year span. And the fact that KRS was still on my radar, I'm still copping, and I'm still listening to his lyrics getting boom bap, head nod, press rewind feel is a testament to his greatness because, let's be clear, there's some MCs in the 80s who did not make it until 1997. He's one of them. He's one of them that made it and flourished. flourished. Absolutely. Flourished. Was still popping and ringing bells in 97. Was still one yep. of your favorite rappers, favorite rappers in 1997. Let's be fucking clear on that. Absolutely. Let's be clear. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Okay, Watts. I told you a second ago, King, that one of my favorite. My favorite album in 1997, my favorite double CD of all time, Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Forever. And uh, me and Watson have always had the discussion about, we have an episode where we did, it was written versus Illmatic. I mean, you, me and you touched on 36 Chambers versus Wu-Tang Forever one time on the show. Talk about I felt by 1997, these niggas already stepped out to solo careers and everything. Well, most of them, majority of them did, right? And to come back and huddle up and to drop this album, they was on the pin game. And when I say pin game, it was like magic. And I mean that. I'm, I'm not, 
when I say magic, just to be able to go in the booth, nine niggas, and and and, and let's 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 see if we where where are we at right now in 1997. Meth already dropped the cow. ODB already dropped his second album. Ray um Jizza dropped, and all this. And for these niggas to come back and collaborate on this album, man, this I mean my nigga June 19. We're talking about summertime, bro. Triumph was already ringing bells already. You want to talk about a first single that rang bells? I love this album. I cannot wait for us to actually go over and review this album. You want to talk about everything? There's not really no whack songs on here, man. I, okay, I'm not the biggest fan of dog shit and everything on Maria, pardon sub, or Black Shampoo and stuff like that, but I love this album very much, man. Five mics. I'm not even fucking playing with you niggas. Five Mike's, why it struck to me, man. Five mics. Once again, this is another album that when it came out, it never left my rotation for the rest of the year. I vividly remember the hot summer day in June when this album came out. And when I went to work, that's all everybody talked about. We just talked about the Wu album for like all week. What's our favorite song? What we love? Because like you said, Everybody had established themselves by this time. Going into this album, Rain Ghost was superheroes going into this album. It's after Iron Man. It's after Cuban Link. So they superheroes. Memphis already a superstar. So like you said, we're going to one day deep dive into this. But this is a with a no-brainer five-mic album. And it is a this is what hip-hop is supposed to sound like. The first single is Boom Bap. Rhyming, no BS. Okay? We're not trying to appeal to no women. We're not trying to get this. We're not trying to get that. We're just getting busy on the mic over Boom Back. So, just this an incredible album. Shout out to True Master. Shout out to uh, Fourth Disciple, right quick. I know Rizzo gets a lot of love as he should. I just want to highlight those producers also, man. Um, also, no guest appearances that didn't come to the W when they would bring in Nas or Buster or shit like this. But this album is still in rotation, man. And I, me and Watson, I mean, I have, we had started, and I don't know how far my brother is into his material, but I we had started working on revisiting this album. So I think we need to do that real soon, man. I, 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 dog, I love this album. My favorite project in 1997, man. All right, Watson, well, to another project that you and I did revisit, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So y'all already seen we revisit this album. That should tell you enough, right? Uh, talk to me, watch, man. CNN, man. Capone and Noriega. Featuring Tragedy Gaddafi. Let me make sure I throw that in there. Shout out to Gaddafi. On the PSA Hip Hop channel, you go to the uh, album reviews. We gave this album an unquestioned five mics. Yes. Um, I'm I'm somebody who always tells three this. Three always says, "Oh, Puffy and Bad Boy had everybody messed up. Everybody was trying to do the Bad Boy thing." And then I'm the one who reminds him. I said, "Homeboy, the War Report came out. Wu Tang Forever came out. Those are two albums that don't have no shiny suit in it. They're not dancing and they're not rapping over '80s beats. You know what I'm saying? So when yeah. you be saying DMX brought that street feel back, I, I always say, "No, no, 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 no." 
to tell me DMX brought that pre-fill back when the world report came out in the midst of all of that Puff Daddy stuff. The world report came out, and it never left my rotation. So if you want to hear me and three talk about that, you, you got it on the album. This is, not, this is no question. But I want to talk about an album that came out that month that some people may not know about. All right. And I used to rap with this dude named Teflon. Teflon. Teflon, Teflon dropped an album. Now, let me give you the truth on this, three. Mm. I went to B Street to cop this album. Mm. Teflon was there. I walked up to him. I said, yo, I'm here to get Wu-Tang forever, and I'm here to cop mm. your album. He stood there like, yo, good luck, fam. Like, that's a true story. He was dead Beach Street, downtown Brooklyn, Fulton Street. Y'all know that street because it's all over Big's documentary. And I went and bought it. He got a song on there called My The name of the album is My Will, but he got a song on there called That's My Will. It's just a ill song where he's dead, but he, but he writes his will. And he raps his will. It's a fire song. Then he got another um he has another collaboration on it with MOP Fire. So I'm telling you, I'm one, I love his voice. I love his delivery. Yeah. I copped this album, brother, and it was getting played in my Walkman. I want to be very clear. If y'all don't get nothing about 1997, know that there was an artist named Teflon who y'all be hearing with, run, with, with MOP. MOP. He dropped an album. He dropped an album. I copped it, and I was playing it. So I, I want that to Yo. be known. I'm going to keep it real, man. Teflon, man, yo, his verse on Warriors, Welcome to Brownsville, I love that. Anything he did with MOP, he always had a dope verse. Always lyrically nice. He's one of those brothers that does not get talked about enough, but Teflon is dumb, dumb nice. I remember when he was on Rap City with him. It was just him and Little Fame. Billy Dance wasn't even there. He smoked his verse when it was time for him to rap and everything, man. Shout out to Teflon right quick, man. Brooklyn, Brownsville, y'all know the vibes, man. All right, watch one of Queens right quick, man. Southside Jamaica, Queens, man. The Lost Boys, man. Queens was goody. And I got to be real, watch. When I think about love, peace, and happiness, I go straight to a beast from the east. I'm sorry, Mr. Cheeks, A-plus, Red Band. Common was on there, I believe, also. But Cannabis is the guy who left us saying, hey, Who's that guy on on this song? I'm sorry, Cheeks. You did get smoked on your own shit in my Nas voice. Five mic collaboration, obviously. Um, my crew was also a very dope song. A shout out to A plus also, man. I was a big A plus guy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did rock with A plus. Um, hard body a little bit there. I can't front on that. Uh, my crew was a very dope song produced by Easy Mo B. Um, tight situations with dope song. I'm not gonna lie, this I bought this album. Um, I would say a strong three and a half my album. Um, shot the video in Jamaica for Love, Peace and Happiness. Yes. Sample yes. like Rick Hey Young World. You know what I'm saying? Just to let you know how impact. And when you hear Love, Peace, and Happiness, you got to think Slick Rick because Hey Young World was that impactful. Yeah, that's yes. a song with Slick Rick. That's a song where Slick Rick was harmonizing. But you know, but we can't give him any credit for harmonizing because you know. That's another story. Uh, are we going to talk about the red man? The red man get body bagged by cannabis on this. Yes, he did. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so, 
So let me tell you. So let me let me say this. Redman spit a strong, strong four and a half mic verse on the song on BC. He didn't get smoke. He didn't get smoke. I'm not gonna it's take that a smoke. strong four and a half mic verse, and um, then cannabis left Earth. He cannabis left Earth, and and like you three, me and you are like, who is this guy? That body bagged Redman. It blew our mind. It blew our mind. Because that wasn't happening. Um, that wasn't happening like that. It was not happening. I don't remember it happening. That's, no. what, that's what threw me off. Like, he basically, he Capadonna went to this song. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Uh, let me tell you another song I liked. Me and My Crazy World. I'm in love me with two women. Because he was using the same beat from from Naughty by Nature. Doom, right. doom, doom, doom. He's using an uptown anthem beat. So I like this album. Like you said, it's a three and a half mic. You know what I'm saying? But the songs on it I liked, I really, really liked. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I did like, yeah, three and a half mic album. I like their first album a little more, by far more. I don't know, it's my favorite Lost Boys um, project. Uh, watch, I'm gonna go to this project right here, man. Um, I don't know how many people rock with the beat nuts, but I did cop this Stone Crazy project. Um, listen, man, Off the Books was one of the biggest songs in the in 1997. Obviously, Big Pun and Cuban Link. That's the, one of the biggest songs, period, from the beat nuts catalog. Um, that song was very big. Stone Crazy was dope. Shout out Psycho Less, man. I love those dudes, man. Uh, talk to me, watch beat nuts, man. Um, I'm someone who is a Beat Nuts fan. I believe the Beat Nuts, like the Alcoholics, are two groups in the 90s okay. that, I like that get Euro-stepped. Like I, I want people to understand this. I bought everything the Beat Nuts dropped in the 90s, just like I bought everything the Alcoholics dropped in the 90s, and I was never disappointed in their albums. I was never disappointed. I never bought a beat last time in the night. like, man, I don't really like this. I wish I... No, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and this was another dope album. And, and let's be clear, they was... They, pun was coming, y'all. If y'all ain't yeah. know Pun was coming, you know he was coming. Okay? And Cuban Link was his man for real, for yeah. real, for real. Let's just be clear on that. And Cuban Link was not Little C's. Cuban Link's correct. <laughs> Let me be clear on that. Cuban Link's correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, Psycho Less, Juju, I'm a, Juju. I'm a beat nuts supporter. I ride with the beat nuts. I bought this no That's questions it. asked. No questions asked when this album dropped. I bought. I like both those brothers, but I was I like Juju a little bit more than Psycho Less. A little bit more, just a little bit more. Um, next on watch next album I should say part of stuff. Listen, man, I bought this album. Pretty sure a lot of us bought this album. Um, him coming off his first album of Bad Boy, Craig Mack, Operation Get Down, or I should say Operation Let Down. Part of stuff with that. Um. Sorry, watch. I was not feeling this project at all, cousin. I'm so sorry. This was not it for me. Um, the rap hangover joint. No, I see you did it with the Diana Ross sample. Okay, fine. You did the sit back and relax joint, the Tony Tony sample. It never rains in Southern California. Fine, my nigga. You did all that. But, son, I got to be honest. This is a fight. And when I say light three mic, Almost, I hate to go here. Maybe down there, two and a half. Mike, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going there with it. And I really get, I really don't go in that bag. This was a letdown. This is right there with immobility, 
and Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. But even though Craig Mack's first album, I can't say it was a five mic album either. So maybe there was, was there crazy anticipation when EFA and A was big. But Craig Mack's first album, it wasn't like it was five mics. But I digress. I strongly agree with you, brother. This did not do it for me at uh, all. And I'm uh, saying it was so bad that I remember uh, listening to it uh, and not putting it and not playing it again. Like, <laughs> that, like that's how bad it was for me. I was just like, I can't believe this. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, I'm 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 someone who you really have to drop a bad album for me not to want to hear yeah. it again. Yeah. But man, this album, I don't know what it was, but I guess me and you felt the same way because it just just gave us no feel. Am I reaching? Am I reaching watch two and a half though? Is that a reach when I say that though, right? Is that no, a reach? No, 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 I'm not gonna say you're not reaching, but I'll just say this. Nothing on this album touched my soul. Bad. It was bad. Like straight bad. And Craig Mack, I feel bad for you, my nigga, because you, you came first before Big. But man, when Big came after you, bro, you really got pushed in the wayside. Like, fam, I'm sorry, man. I, I got to keep it real. This is not a good album. I'm going to go ahead with it. I have bought this next project, Cool. I'm going to shout out Cool right quick. I rock with Cruise Project way more than I did Craig Max album. How about you, sir? <laughs> My nigga, let me tell you this right now. At this Fact. point, me and you were me and you were knee deep in the mixtape game. I'm yes. talking. Yes. I'm knee deep. I'm I'm like, but it's still I'm knee deep in mixtape game, but I'm still copping all the albums. Of course. Not, we didn't get to the, we didn't get to the 2000s yet. When I just said there are no albums out for me, <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. But hey, hey, I was hey. still copying tapes. Like, you know why I love this ever so much, three? Because I would go cop to my mixtapes and my albums, so I always was getting a lot of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. The Crew album, so much like stuff it. has been on mixtapes already, I felt like I heard half the album already. Yeah. Yep, but let, yep, me, yep. let me give you one of the standout songs, just so y'all know. The Locks was mixtape God, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's yes, hard, sir. you know. You know how people like, yo, Little Wayne on the mixtape was so crazy. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to put Little Wayne over the Locks mixtape grind. Dogs, we in '97. Unless you tell me mix uh, and Southern Brothers, unless y'all can tell me Wayne was tearing down the mixtape game in '97. Educate me on it. I'm, I'm with it, but I'm telling you right now, the Locks was all over mixtapes in '97. I mean, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. Life of the Tunnels, one of our favorite joints. And I believe... Life of the Tunnels. I believe Crew was with them. I think Crew went ball for ball with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, they did, they did, they did. They did go ball for water locks. They did not get washed. They did not get... They did not leave the lab like, yo, we just got washed by T. This stuff is shit. So let me just say this. I bought this, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, brother. And this got... This had... This got summer burned for me. Like, I was yeah, playing I this during the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I'm going to go to Chicago right now, man. A lot of times we talk about common sense or common. The few people know right now. Shout out to Common. Happy birthday to Common also. Um, but Twister, Adrenaline Rush in June, summer of June, man. That's my birthday, June, June time. Um, this Adrenaline Rush project, bro. I do remember emotions having a lot of burn. A lot a rap city burn, a lot of that and everything like this. Um, I got a homeboy from Chicago who's a big 
Twister guy. I know you rock with Twister Hard Body. You always said that to me. When I mentioned Twister's name to you, you always showed um, so kudos his way. Obviously, I was big on the Adrenaline Rush project. I can't, my, my cousin, I got to shout out to my cousin right quick. I know, James, if you're listening, I know you listen to this. You rock with this shit way more than I did. So I'm going to give it up to you, Watson. This was y'all guy. Talk to me, Watson, man. Twister, man. Adrenaline Rush, man. So let me just say this. Um, me and you have never done a Twister appreciation, and we've never right. done a Twister album. We're gonna do so, people don't, so people don't hear me talk about Twister. So they, don't, they might not know how I feel about Twister. So I want to tell people how I feel about Twister. Twister is one of the 10 greatest MCs in the history of hip-hop in terms of just the ability to rap. Mm. He's one of the greatest the rappers of all time. Not only is he that, I'm going to say this. There is no rapper that I believe raps with the speed and clarity as great as Twista for as long as Twista has been doing it. Uh, I remember. I remember. You're gonna have Bone Thugs Harmony. The biggest thing is gonna. Dogs, dogs, dogs. He's before Bone Thugs Harmony. I know he's that, but I'm just No, no, I'm, just I'm not gonna have them. He's before them. I said with longevity. He's before them. Remember, we're talking about Tongue Twister. We're talking about the guy that in 1993, Church said, and you can tongue twist your ass back to Chicago. Tongue Twister's before Bone Thugs and Harmony. So the point I'm just trying to make is I am a huge Twister fan. Love Twister. This Twister's going to be get mentioned again because he's on a very slept-on song that I'll talk about later on when we get to the album. But um, just like your cousin... I rock with Twister Hard Body. I have this album. I bought this album. He has a five mic super verse on the song Adrenaline Rush. And it's a five mic superior Twister song that if anybody want to know if they think they favor him, so you can get on a mic with him, listen to his verse on Adrenaline Rush. And that's what I'm going to say about that. that. I, um, I would like to know. I would like to know what Chicago. MCs and Chicago fans who live in Chicago around this time, where do they have, where do they hail, how how, how do they hail Twister is the question I should have, right? Like, where do they rank Twister in so, the so I'm going to tell you something else. You know how you always say, yo, I want to see one producer get in the, in the lab with one MC. You know how you yes. say that and I always say to you, why are you saying that like that's something that hasn't been happening on a regular like forever in hip hop. Well, here's another example. The legendary Traxter, he produced every song on this album. So to me, I've always seen one producer produce a whole album. Like, you want me to go 30 years ago when Primo produced Separate to the Arena? So that's why when people be like, yo, Harry Paul producing this whole album. So what? I'm no, listening to one or two songs. You, Wait a minute. But, let me, let me tell you what. Let me, just, let me tell you what I say. So what? It's been going on for hip-hop since day one. When has it not been going on? Dr. J has been producing whole albums. Eric Summer was producing whole albums in the 80s. One producer, whole album. It's a little it's different. It's a little different. Hold on, hold on. It's a little different when it's in-house producer, in-house crews. If I'm Def Squad, Eric Sermon is in there. Is nothing for Keith Murray, Eric Sermon of Murray. I mean, Keith, Eric Sermon, Keith, I mean, Keith Murray, K-Solo, Redman, the copper beat from E-Double. You get what I'm saying? Yes, you're right what you're saying, but I think in, in compared to the era we came from, 
with the P Rock and CL Smooth. They they had a really relationships. Now they were mixing in a Freddie Gibbs with an alchemist now who went a Conway with Alchemist who's not an in house producer, but they plan on working together and do a, a joint together. That's a little different. Why? That's what I'm saying. Not not saying it's never been here. It's always been here. Always been here, brother. Always. Yeah, you're right on that. Um, just want to show the ladies some love. I'm going to go to the South right quick, man. Mama Mia, Mia X Unlady Light, first lady of No Limit Records. June was a big month, man. And listen, man, me and Watson have always talked about, we acknowledge that in the Source magazine, the No Limit squad was heavy, deep out here in the streets. And in a lot of crews, you always have a lady who, um, Who's in the crew? And, and listen, man, Mama Mia, Mia actually, Orleans. Listen, man, she had Foxy on here, Mystical on here. She had a lot of people on this on this project. I did not buy this project, so I'm not gonna fly like I did. I'm just acknowledging that Mia X was out here in 1997. Watch, you know what I mean? Shout out Mia X real quick. So I'm glad you shouted out Mia X because um, I was in that clubhouse room and they were talking about um, who are the best rappers to come from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And her name and her name was in the top three. Wow, time. really? Okay, yeah. respect, respect. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you, it was it was Wayne, Juvie, and Mia X. Mia X name was coming up a lot. Yes, wow. Yes, yes. she was getting yeah. mad love. And the people talking, these were a lot of New Orleans people. They was like dropping it, like how that's dope, and how they looked at Mia X. I felt like, wow, this is real. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you, I'm glad you tell that story, Watts, because I'm glad to hear that. Yo, like I said about Twister, I would like to know how people in the city feel about certain rappers, being that we're not from there. Me and me, I'm not from New Orleans. You love 3D Nazi and everything like that. Shout out to my guy Kid Kid and everything like that. But to hear you tell that story about how the brothers and sisters in New Orleans, they they give mad props to, to, to Mia X, Mama Mia. Shout out to that, man. I'm going to keep with the ladies real quick, though, man. Um, going to the West Coast right quick from the South to, to the West Coast. Even though I think she's from Virginia, if memory serves me right, though. But shout out to Lady of Rage, man. Um, Listen, man, one of the illest intros to open up an album, a Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album. Um, This was a very anticipation album because, let's be real, niggas did rock with Lady of Rage. Yo, fam, she had two premiere joints, two primo joints on it. Shout out to her. A lot of Daz Dillinger, Easy Mo B has some drinks on here, man. Um, she did a little production on here also, man. Just want to shout out to um, Lady of Rage, man. I rock my Afro pubs, man. Talk to me, watch. Okay, I want to do more than a shout out. Okay. This was a heavy rotation album for me. You okay, know okay? how we are when it comes to female MCs. When we like a female MC, we like them. We don't we don't love look them. at them like, oh, you're a rapper. You no, said something very clearly. She has the she has the five mic intro. That's a fact. Of, of, of doggy style. That's a she fact. Also, she's also on a song called Smoking Blunts and Drinking Tangeray. And let me just say something. <laughs> Lady Rage used to go bar for bar with Corrupt all the time. And she's never talked about like she was that ill. I am a huge Lady of Rage fan. I am a big time supporter. Like, if you ever hear me, you guys hear me be screaming about Young and May on other podcasts and how much I love Young and May. Well, if we're in the 90s, this is how I would be sounding about the Lady of Rage. I had a ball for ball with any man rapping in, in, her, in her crew, in the Dog Pound crew. Um, now, it's tragedy of this album. Just like Inspector Deck, 
It mm. came out too late. Too late. Way too late. The Lady of Rage was supposed to drop an album in 94 or 95 at the latest. The latest. You think about this. The Chronic comes out in December 1992. Snoop Dogg drops the next year. Mm. Rage is supposed to drop in either 94 or 95, and she's supposed to have a fully and she's supposed to have a fully produced Dre album. She's supposed to have that. And let me tell you something right now. That album would have been, to me, it would have been five mics. She would have had all the dog pound people on there. She would have had that whole roster. And the fact that we never got that, to yeah, me, that's whack. That's whack. is a, is a it's, it's the same thing as how uh, what happened with Deck. It's the same exact thing with Deck. Deck does not get a whole Rhythm Produce album, and she don't get a whole Dr. J Produce album. It changed history. Stuff like that changes hip-hop history. Because now you don't look at Rage as having that five mic album masterpiece the way you know the way you look at uh the dog pound and and, and doggy style but um oh. like you said easy mo b production and um Demo. and pre-roll production man so they knew what time it was mm-hmm. all right i'll delete it right quick man um i didn't buy this album but i want to show the south some love because obviously these brothers also you talk about no limit you you know you think of cash money also even though I felt in 97 as a brother looking from the outside in from where the South was coming out, right? I felt like No Limit was kind of more popping in 97 than me. I could be wrong on that, but I felt that no, way. No, 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 no. You're not wrong. You were 100% right. No Limit was the dominant, yeah, dominant figure that. in New Orleans. It's not, it's not even a debate to that. No one can debate that. If you just look at this year. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know BG came up, but, but Master, remember, Source gave Master P. Uh, hip hop artist year for this year. Let's be clear when Source did that. Yo, I, I know a lot of Southern brothers when they was, used to tell me about Cash Money. When I hear the stories about Cash Money, as much as Julie gets love, as much as Wayne gets love, a lot of those brothers, for whatever reason, they rocked with this nigga BG hard body. Was I bumping BG in '97? No, I was not. And I have no disrespect. I'm just keeping it hundred with you. I'm not gonna lie to the public here. But I do know what he meant to the South. I do. Listen, Prodigy had him on HNIC. That's all I need to know. You know what I mean? So I just want to highlight that also. Um, now we're going to go to... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to say something also. In that clubhouse room, BG's name was coming up a lot. Also on Twitter. Also, also, also on Twitter. Let me tell you what the, the, the Southern brothers told me on Twitter. They said the way me and you feel about Prodigy is the way the New Orleans people feel about BG. I'm telling my nigga, I'm telling you. No, no that's what I'm saying. I'm giving him his flowers. I'm going to I'm I'm piggyback on what you said. So when I go to the barbershop, right, there's a brother who's from New York, Southern Brothers, you know, Florida, Melton Pot, right? So when the Southern Brothers start talking about niggas they like, right, and they go into that cash money bag and everything like that, like you said, watch. Yo, them niggas will tell me, yo, three, as much as y'all think Juvie and Wayne, we love them and shit, but BG was really the nigga we really rocked with, go heavy. And I'm like, wow. And that's why I'm like, well, Prodigy had him, you know what I'm saying? Pete had him on on his project. So for you to say that, yo, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Um, I'm going to go here, man. Album that came out in 97, I did not buy this album. I taped it off, taped it off of my cousin. Never bought this project at all. Um, really had no interest for this album also. I'm going to keep it real with that. Um, me and Watson had a segment on this project. 
Um, it's on his channel. Yeah, you can check it out. Uh, Puff Daddy, the No Way Out album. Um, watch, I wasn't really big on this. I know he had wild guest appearances on here. Um, Buster, Mace, Little Kim, Carl Thomas, Hope. Um, Black Rob, LOX, Genuine, Twister, Fox Boogie, Faith Brown, Faith Brown, Faith Evan, 112. My favorite song by far was my go-to song. It's obviously Young G's with Biggie and Hov. I'm not even going to say Puffy. Guy, Puff, I didn't care about your verse, my nigga. You I'm like, you like song, Young man. G's better than Victory? You like Young G's better than Victory? Tomato, tomato. I'll say that. Tomato, 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 tomato. I love Young Jesus. But I love, obviously, obviously, Victory, Biggie, Burst, of course, Buster. That goes without saying, right? Been around the world. Did I really care about that song? Love this sample, but I didn't care about that song. Watch. Don't stop what you're doing with Little Kim. Didn't care about that joint. If I should die tonight, didn't care about that joint. I love you with Black Rob. Didn't care about that joint. Obviously, Benjamin is one of the biggest songs, period. Only, ben, only care about three songs on your watch. Victory, Young G's. And the Benjamin. The rest of these songs, and I got the power with the lots is okay. Talk to me, man. Three mic, three and a half mic album. Light. This is this is this is a five mic super classic. It's one of the greatest albums of the nineties. It's one of the most oh, impactful albums. Oh, oh, it's one of the most impactful albums of the nineties. This oh. album is equal to the chronic. I said that on the show with you. You don't have to revisit it. Let's come on, come on, come on, come on. Wait a minute. Listen, we don't have to revisit it. This album oh, is equal. God. This album is equal to Impact of the Chronic. It has, is, it is, it is, it is just as important to hip hop. It is just as, it is just as important as the Chronic. Now, one of the songs. I, listen, I, you said. I, listen, then I let you get your balls off. I let you say what you had to say. I'm, you, I'm gonna, nigga, you said I'm the word gonna, important, man. You said important. So I just. So so this is another album that shaped and defined hip hop for 1997. It shaped and defined hip hop. Jay Z and Dame Dash will tell you the whole story. They say it. Puffy had us all following him, trying to do what he did. They say it. That's why you get the Sunshine video. You saw the Mike Geronimo video with Diddy. Um, three said he only likes three songs off this album. Three was in a parallel universe. Shout out to Danny Myers when this album came out. The three is the only person on earth who feels that way, to say only three songs on this album are fire. Now, one day we'll revisit it, but I just want to get—I just want people to understand how much I love this album. It is one of the most important albums in hip hop history. It is a five mic. It is a five. It is a five mic album, and it means as much to me as the Chronic. So that's no way out. So let's go to the next album. Hold on. Hold on. You said five mics. Yes. So where, how come you and I are not meeting at the middle when you got it as a five and I got it as a three mic album? Three mics. You said you only like three songs off this album. I can't meet you in the middle right there because you just, I, you're just completely I, out of here. I, I see that. Okay. So, so, that, so, there's nowhere for us to, so there's nowhere for us to meet. <laughs> okay. Let's keep it moving, man. Can I make the argument that particular person that I'm talking about in 1997 if you want to give her an MVP nominee 
Rookie of the year, definitely. No, you, you you definitely give her rookie of the year. You're not giving an MVP, but you can okay. definitely give her rookie of the year. But she was in nominations for me for, for one of the MVPs this year, though, of that year, though, she, she was, all right, I'm going to go here, and I don't want to put an agenda back, but I got to do it. She was one of the hottest females in the year 1997, man. I'm talking about Missy, Mr. Mina. Yes, super duper flat. A lot of you niggas might not care about Missy and everything like that. Yo, I would never disrespect Missy from songwriting, from videos, to catchy song. I, 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 I got to give Missy her fucking flowers, man. That sister is mean, bro. Yo, she really changed the landscape of videos in a sense, bro. I got to give her props. Do I think she was lyrical, miracle, spiritual? No. Do I put it there with Foxy and Foxy and Lauren and Light and Digger and Eve when it comes to the bars? No. But creativity? Oh, she's up there. Let's believe that. Talk to me, watch, man. Missy, Mr. Mina, super duper fly, man. Did you buy this album? No, I, t- I dubbed it. Okay. I bought this album. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Once again, another album produced by one producer, Timberland. You hear that? We're going 25 years ago. One whole album, one whole producer, Timbaland. Let me tell you something, man. These are phenomenal Timbaland beats. Missy Elliott is a musical genius. She can sing. She can rap. She's very creative. She's highly respected by every MC in hip-hop. Every MC messed with her. You know, she, you know, you know Big was in the video with her sitting in front of Central Park. When she was like, hit him with that, he hit him. You know, Big was there. He knew. You know, Hope got songs with her. You know, 50 jumped on one of her songs. You know, she got joints with Nas. Like, Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott is a iconic legend. And no, hands down, Rookie of the Year. And, and you know what? Like you said, if you want to make an MVP case, you can. She she come in, she, she be top five in the MVP running. All right? I'm, I'm going to give it up. That's I'm going to give it up. This is a great produced album, great creativity, and I bought this happily, with the quickness, excited to buy it. Word. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes I see on my nigga, like, yo, y'all really be listening to female hip-hop? Yeah, nigga, what do you mean do we listen to female hip-hop? A nigga asked me that one day. I'm like, yo, fam, we don't be on some bullshit. Like, nigga, I don't, I'm going to be real with you. You can't expect us us old niggas when we came up in an era of so I'm fat, but light and rock sad shards. I'm sorry. I don't understand how you did Whatever, man. Whatever. All right, Watts. I'm going to the Midwest, man. Did I buy this album? No. Do I know the importance of, these, of this group? Yes. I'm going Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. The Art of War. Listen, man, a lot of times when we do appreciations, I've seen, since me and you've been doing appreciations for these years, man, and there's one group that I've seen a lot of people, the common boys, have also left comments and say, yo, we need you to put respect on these niggas' names, the way y'all love the mob, the way y'all love the woo, the love the way y'all love the unit, the love the way y'all love the set, the way he talks about outcasts. Can y'all put some respect on Bone Thugs and Harmony's name, family? And, yo, dude, people really, really rock with Bone Hard Body, man. I can't say I was a big about this album, but this shit, there were 394,000. I, I, I know I'm going to say a song, watch. Part of so. 
But three hundred ninety-four thousand your first week, my nigga, that is big. When they had um, look into my eyes, that was a big song. If I can teach the world, that was a big song, man. So I do want to salute um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, right, quick, brother. You know what I mean? And let me let me let me just say this: Were they popular? Yes. Very wait popular. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you telling me three that uh, there was a rap group named Bone Thugs and Harmony, and they were very popular, and they also harmonized in their hip hop songs. Yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So wait a minute. So you're saying. The New York Times and Funkmaster Flex are lying to us when they say Drake made harmonizing popular in hip hop? No. Other niggas there, Slick Rick, like you said earlier in the show, Bone Thugs of Harmony, we could throw in there, Domino from the West Coast. There's been mad niggas, watch. Ahmad from the West Coast. There's been a mad Bone niggas, Thugs, let me Let me just say an MC. Crazy Bones is one of the most underappreciated MCs in hip hop. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. This is a double CD also, World War One and World War Two. These niggas have mad music, son. I gotta put I'm I'm just gonna put respect on Bone. I know a lot of niggas love Bone, man. A lot of niggas. I wanna go ahead and watch this album. I know I exactly know. where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> I know where you're going. This is an album that I bought. I'm gonna keep it funky and shit like that, man. Listen, man. He was riding with Buster Rhymes and everything like that. I I gotta keep it real, watch. Wild for the Night was my fucking joint from Rampage. I got to keep it real, man. I did buy Scott's Honor by way of blood. Watch. I did buy this project, family. Um, DJ Scratch with a lot of production. Do we give DJ Scratch his flowers and respect as a producer like we do Dame Grease, Easy Mo B, and the rest of these guys? No, we don't, and shame on us for not doing it. Okay. Shame right. on PSA Hip Hop for not doing it because right. me and you know okay. better. We know better. Okay. We know okay. better. So, shame on us for not giving DJ Scratch his props behind the boards. Yo, I don't know, yo, how did you feel about Wild for the Night? Because that was my joy. So, here's the thing. So, you know, I used to see him. He used to be on Fulton Street, downtown Brooklyn. I don't know why he was there. Yeah, yeah. And he, had, yo, and he had long dreads by this time. He was short. He was a little fat. You know what I'm saying? He was a short dude. Yeah, like, oh, Rampage? I keep seeing Rampage. Why did me and you both buy this album? First, explain that to me. Why did we both buy this album? Well, he was on Flavor in the Air. Like he, like he gets people forget he was on Flavor in the Air. Why, why, why is that? He was. Why do they? He was. Like no, no. So, but my question is, why did me and you buy? What made us say, "Yo, let's get this fan page album"? Well, the Buster, the Buster co-sign does play a part, though. The Buster co-sign does play a big part. Agree, so, agree. And let me tell you something, man. That wild for that wild for the night. That wild for the night. That shit was so it was big. I love that. I love that song. Yo, my man. Yo, my man. I love that. Let me keep it real. I like. I love Triumph. I love CNN and all that shit. But I really did rock with Wild for the Night. That was in heavy rotation in '97. Watch. Nah, yeah. But the album wasn't good. I gone. This album was three mics. Let me, let's be, I'm going to be clear on that. Okay? So, so here's the thing. This album left no memory. It left no impact <laughs> on me. It was an album that I bought out of this, what you said, the Buster Cosign, the Flavor yeah. Air remix, yeah. the Wild for yeah. Your video. I'm like, I, yeah. guess I, it's like I, I guess I have to buy Rampage. Maybe something's going to be ill about it. And it didn't touch my soul. Giving it three mics is being kind 
because yeah, it is. It is. It's it because is. I didn't. It didn't. I didn't have replay value for me. So, but I bought it. So he got my money, and I did buy it. <laughs> And I know people like, look, y'all bought Rampage, but y'all didn't buy both us in Harmony? That sounds crazy, right? Well, well Brooklyn. Sorry, then. I'm going to keep it with Brooklyn. What the hell? I'm just keeping it sticky. But we didn't like the album, though. Let's keep it real. We wasn't, I bought the album, but it wasn't like, it was like, wow. It didn't wow me. It wasn't Wu-Tang Forever or Big, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, I do want to shout out another artist. Being that I live here in Florida, right? Watch. And I'm in the, near the Miami area here. I do know how much this rapper means to the city of 305. Day County was cracking. Carroll City, Liberty City, and all that. Opalaka and everything like that. CC was cracking. Did not buy this album. But let me tell you, when I, was, I moved to Florida, I was put onto this album from niggas our age, right? So in the year, I know about the Florida music, and I know a lot of niggas, y'all Florida niggas, there. I don't know, I know y'all music, I study everything. I know about Poison Clan, Uncle Luke, um, Uncle, what's his name, Slick Rick, and the, um, your mama's on Crack Rock and all that, R.I.P. Uncle Al, shout out um, Briscoe, um, what's, my, what's, what's the brother you like also from out here, you can always give him respect, um, Hula Khaled, what's the brother you always give you show love to from, this, from uh, Florida? Ace Hood, Ace Hood, right, right. Uh, you're a big Ace Hood fan. Uh, but Trick Daddy is one of the first dudes I felt went from doing dance music like Poison Clan, Dance All Night and shit like that, and, and Slick Rig and Pop That Coochie and shit like that, to having, wait for it, Watts, introspective songs from Trick Daddy. Let's be clear on that. He had a full coupon thing like um, Old Dirty did on his album and everything. I do know about Based on the True Story, part one and two. I do know how people feel about that. Um, his brother, Buddy Rowe, Killer Hand, I know about that song. Um, he also had an Albia player um, sampling the Albi Shore, Night and Day. I was a big, let me sidebar, I was a big Albi Shore fan. Let's be clear on that. I did rock Night and Day and Off on Your Own Girl and all stuff like that. But I just want to show love to 305's own Trick Daddy real quick. Watsy. Um, I'm going to go ahead, Watsy. Offsprings of groups. I like going in that bag. Offsprings. The little dun-duns. Um, I'm going Killer Army. Watch something, man. Killer Army, silent weapons for quiet wars. I bought this album. I'm pretty sure you did also, sir. Talk to me. I bought this album with no hesitation. With no hesitation, I enthusiastically brought it. It is produced by one of the most slept-on producers of the 90s because he was an in-house producer, a.k.a. Fourth Disciple, Disciple who yes, has yes. fire production. Yes. He's, you know, he comes from that RZA mindset. Yes. He brings yes. you grimy, gritty, Wu-Tang beats he produced on. No, no. Uh, can, 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 listen. I'm, I'm glad you give a fourth disciple this pops, man. Because if you niggas do like me and Watson do, when we buy these tapes, and I was back in the day, and we're looking at the credits like me and you always do, and we don't see the Riz's name on there, we're like, yo, word? Fourth disciple did that joint? That nigga is dumb nice behind the boards, man. I'm just going to give fourth disciple this pops, so brother. So I'm going to say this. This is a strong three-and-a-half mic album for me. 
Yes, I agree. I was not dis- I was not I disappointed because I don't I don't expect these to be like the top notch MCs, but in terms of just giving me a wolf fix because of my mindset could go into there. Um, I like my sons of man guys. They was on here. Um, Riz's brother is part of the group. Killer Army or Sons of Man? Who you got? Sons of Man. I agree with that. that um, so this was a strong three and a half mic album for me, man. I I I, I was not disappointed. I remember this album out and I played it. This got burned. I remember I remember playing this album like on a regular basis. So um I wanna shout out, man, Silent Weapons for Quiet War, Killer Army. Let's be real. Me and you was buying anything that was Wu Tang affiliated. If you're a Wu head, you was copping that shit. Whether it's Killer Army, no doubt, no man, doubt, no doubt. You Killer Priest, Killer Priest, Killer Priest. Absolutely, Yo, no, absolutely. I did like Killer Priest album more than um, Sons of Man and fucking um, Killer Army. Uh, I I saw Killer Man. Listen, for me though, Killer Priest, Killer Priest was before J Electronica. Okay, I just want wow. people to know that. I, think I want the people to know that. No, they're not ready for that talk. They're not ready for that talk. Because cause Jay Electronica might get a Grammy for crying out loud. So they're not ready for that talk. Yo, don't, I like this talk, though. Because, yo, you're not jumping out the window with that. You do know that, right? That's not jumping I out the know. window. I know. Killer Beats is no joke. One of the original four horsemen. And people knew he was dead nice. Yo, him and Roscoe's, hold on. Him and Roscoe's had that one video he used to play on Rhapsody all the time when they, um... Fire, 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 fire. Five Mike Lyricism, that was just ill. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man, that joint was fire, Watts. I'm going to keep it real, man. I love this talk we doing here, man. Watts, I'm going here, man. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I'm going to go here, man. Can I say this? One of the most slept-on rappers, period in hip-hop history, especially in the 90s. Um, I can make an argument. He's one of my favorite DITC members, period. It was dope to see Eminem had one of his songs on 8 Mile Movie. Just seeing Eminem have his instrumental playing in the background, that meant the world to me. Watch, I'm going here, man. OC, man. Jules, man. Let me tell you this right now, my nigga. I'm contemplating if this is a four and a half mic album. Because I already know it's four. I'm contemplating, is this a four-and-a-half-mic album? Dogs, my world, like the world to me, that's still this day I play that song. Primo, the B-minus, Buck Wildwise, you got Mr. Wolf from the B-minus on here? Shout out to Black Moon right quick. Show Biz? Yo, dogs, this is a fire album. When the G's my joint would put me, I would fucking love that song. My nigga, you and yours, Yo, my nigga, this is a strong four. Could be four and a half, but definitely strong. I think OC is one of the illest Brooklyn niggas out of Brooklyn, New York. Period. Talk to me, Watts. Strongly, 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 super strongly, wholeheartedly agree with everything you say. Basically, the debate is: is it strong, strong four mics, or just four yeah, and a half? And just, and just don't and, and just don't play around with it. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say, you know what? I'm not playing around with. it. I'm giving this four and a half because I remember this album, and it and it did mean everything you said. It meant it meant that to me. And 
We ain't even, you didn't even mention dangerous with Big L. When uh, OT and Big L are just going back and forth. Yo, for people who want to know, could Big L rap with Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas? Let me just say this. Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas all dropped the projects in 1997. The way Big L is rapping on this song, the way Big L is rapping on Day One, you remember that most of these rap casts yeah. don't know where it started with. The way Big L, Big L was, was, he was still that kind of rapper. He just didn't have the, the album, that classic album yet. But, man, Big L could rap. But let me tell you something about O.C., OC, OC, OC. This first of all, this is a slept-on. Very much. This is no question. Four and a half Mike produced the album. This off of production. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Off of production alone. Dogs, the beats on here are phenomenal. We listen. The way we, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm putting it there with CNN and the mob and Ray and all that, man. What I'm saying is not far behind on production tape. Let me just say this, man. This is an somebody wants to make their case for why this is one of their favorite hip hop albums. You're not going to get no argument from me. This was a no, not for me. Not for me. No, like you got, you got, you got top notch lyricism, and you got top notch production, and it worked. So I, that's all I can say. Like this is a four and a half mic album, B. Straight up. Wow. Wow. OC. Am I right? Do you feel me on that? OC is one of the most illest niggas out of Brooklyn, period. Yes, like, yes, period. yes. No, I never knew he was from Brooklyn because he was with Organized Confusion when I first heard him. Right, so yeah, I thought he, yeah, yeah. I thought he was yeah. from Queens. Okay, home of um, Biggie and Jay. Watching Dre. Uh, uh, all right, man, I'm going ahead, man. I'm going to the Boogie Down Bronx, BX in the fucking building. One of the few rappers in the world who actually can rap. And a slept, one of the most slept-on producers... One of the most slept on rhyming producers. How about that? We always talk about RZA, of course, Havoc, right, Watts? Um, yes. And, and, and I'm not going to say shame on us. We're in the know. Maybe you don't highlight it enough. Um, one of my favorite albums is, is not this album. It's Stunt Blunts, and it's the album he had. But, yes, this album was in anticipation. I think Diamond D is one of the illest niggas to ever grace, grace a microphone, period. And I did buy this album. Watch, it's not a dub. No, I had to go to the store and cop this because I rock with Diamond D, Hard Body, Hatreds, Passions, and Fidelity. This was a fucking dope album. Let's be clear on this right now. Sad Joe. Yes, Joey cracked the dawn. Yo, Joe cracked verse on what the name of that song on here, son? That Joe was on. I'm looking, I can't remember the name of that joint, though. But can we both in agreement that Diamond D is one of the most slept on Rhyming producers. Can we go in there first in hip hop history? Yes. How do you feel about this project? This is my how I feel about this project. Stunts, blunts, and hip hop meant so much to me right. that the anticipation for this was at an all time high for me. So like, so, like you said, so like you said, I copped it. Enthusiastically, what you have? Stunts, blunts, and hip hop was so good, and this did not give me the feel of stunts, blunts, and hip hop. I think so we were it was a part two. So, I think we were fucking the sequel. So, so it was three and a half. So so it was three and a half. And I don't know why this album did not hit me the way stunts, blunts, and hip hop did. Because stunts, blunts, and hip hop really 
that's that album is a four and a half mic album to me, man. This is three and a half. Now it's not. I didn't dislike it, but it didn't. It didn't stand out to me like like for example, this was not as good as the OC album. No, it wasn't. No, not no. You know what I'm saying? And so 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 when I'm buying it, I'm buying it on some. I want. I want to love it. And when you don't, when you no, really want to love it, you wanted a stunts bust and hip hop part two type joint. No, I didn't want a stunts bust hip hop part two because because it was written wasn't Illmatic part two. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a part right. two. It doesn't have to be named part two. I just wanted to get that same feel of why I loved his first album so much. That's all. All right. Going to the West Coast, my brother. The West Coast, man. We listen, man. If you've been listening to the show a lot, bro. Yes, we never revisit none of these guys' albums as of yet. But when y'all have heard me and this nigga talk about these guys from the West Coast, man, it's always been across the board. Is it a four mic album or four and a half mic album with these guys? They don't. They've never dropped, in my opinion, a, a, a three and a half mic album. I'm gonna keep it real, and that might not mean a lot to y'all, but for a nigga like me and Watson who who breathe, who live and breathe this hip hop shit, and to give a group. Who has two to two to four projects that's that's knocking off a four and a half four mics off the rip? We're talking about these niggas are in a third solo project in 1997 and have not missed a step. My West Coast niggas, I don't know how y'all feel about these niggas. I know y'all love Pop, Snoop, Dog Pound, and all that game, Kendrick, YG, and the rest of these brothers and stuff. But I'm gonna be real with you, man. I'm not even going to just pin them and just and, and box them in Watts as just only a West Coast group. I don't want to do that because, and I hate to be a regional guy, but I'm going to try to know how real it is. I like these niggas more than some New York niggas that me and Watts have talked about. I'm talking about the motherfucking alcoholics, man, liquidation, man. Dogs. First of all, they were on Loud Records. Loud Records roster, first off, is phenomenal. But Exhibit, Murray, King T., ODB, shout out to Phil the Agony. Why it's only me and you know about Phil the Agony. You real hip hop nerds know about Phil the Agony, first off, man. Dog, this was a definite solid four mic album. Did I like it as much as the first two albums? Maybe not. But this had hip hop junkies in here with Old Dirty Bastard. That was my that was obviously the one I think the first single they had on here, right? Um the funny style joint with King T was fire. The rocking with the best with Phil the Agony I'm talking about. Um, the pass out joint. That song you just said, you were not rocking with the best. Were they sampling uh, uh, yes. the, the uh, Lords of the Underground? That yes, song yes, is fire. fire. Let me say this, man, fire. because before, let me just say this, because I, I need to people to understand. This is not a four mic album to me. This is a four and a half mic album I'm with no fast forward. With no fast forward. Now I'm going to take it, now I'm really going to blow your head up. This is one of the rare hip-hop songs where you have ODB rhyming his ass off. Rhyming his ass off. He's not doing antics. He's not doing antics. ODB did more rhyming on this song than any song on Wu-Tang Forever. Mm. He did. He did. I love this album, dogs. I love this album. There's no song on here I don't like. I don't fast forward nothing on this album. I want that to be understood. I love the Liquid Edition album. 
Word. It's, niggas, I, I love I love alcoholics, man. It's the licks, baby. It's the licks. It's the licks, baby. It's the licks. Um, want to go back to New Orleans, Watts. Um, obviously, I'm going to be real with y'all, my son, brothers. I did not buy this album. But once again, I know about the importance of this album. I know how some of the, my, my South brothers feel about this in the, in the era in 97 when the West and the East is making all the noise and there's a short crop of South brothers besides Outkast and Scarface and UGK that was in uh, 3-6 Mafia maybe and all that was moving and shaking. Master P owned the source. Like, he literally owned the source and I knew mad niggas who ran out to cop Ghetto D album, man. Um, I miss my homies. I remember those videos on there, man. Uh, we need money. I'm about make him say, "Uh, watch. Can we be in agreement? We didn't buy this album, but we damn sure knew make him say out was one of the biggest songs in 1997, sir." So, so let me ask you a question. Why are you so confident that I didn't buy this album? Oh, I'm part of yourself. Pardon me. Did you? <laughs> okay, then I stand corrected. No, but but I asking, why were you so confident? Why were you so confident to say me and you didn't buy this album? Because I know you, and you know me. We got not buy this, but I know about it. But I do know Make Him Say Oh was one of the biggest songs in 1997. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, here's a question I asked you. Um, when Big Pun and Fat Joe did Twins Over, did you think it was a great homage to Deep Cover? Yes, I, I, I yes, most definitely, most definitely, most okay, definitely. Okay, so, so, Ghetto D doing Eric Beer's President basically over, because it's the beat to Eric Beer's President. What did you know. think about that? What did you think? We have a real talk. I didn't like it. I'm being honest. I can't. I'm being honest. I don't lie to y'all. I didn't like it. To be honest. But you, but you know, it was the Eric like for President beat. It was the Eric for President one. Kind of obvious it was though, B. I mean, you can't that loop. You can't I mean it's kind of obvious. But it didn't really do nothing for me though. But I respect the fact they did that though. That showed me a lot. Okay. Though. Am I surprised that Master P would take a Rock Kim B as old as he was? He was listening to Rock Kim. Of course he was. That's a fact. Hundred percent fact. Um. Watch another offspring. We're going back to offspring guys. I, I, I wouldn't call these guys offsprings. Okay, man. I won't go. Oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. And I, I understand. You're right. They're not offspring. Um, alter egos, maybe? Can, we say, can I use the word alter ego? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, alter I'll go with that. All right, alter egos, right? Um, listen, man, we just finished speaking about Killer Army. We spoke about Killer Priest a little bit, Sons of Man, and everything. Shout out to American Cream Team. And everything, you know, unit and everything. Um, the great thing is, man, I'm gonna be honest. I bought this project, the pickle and shovel, dangerous mind. Shout out to fourth disciple, dogs. I like dangerous mind. My favorite song on him, and Pit of Snakes is fire too. I did like Pit of Snakes. Uh, Killer Priest didn't have a feature on this project, also. Um, I'm gonna go light three and a half. A light three and a half, like album to me. I didn't hate just it, like I just like you, I bought this album yeah, without thinking. Just the, the second it was available, I bought it. Now, now let's have some real talk. 
Is this one of Riz's greatest verses ever on Dangerous Minds? It's one of them. It's one of that. that, that I mean, how about this? It's one of them that does not get spoken about enough. No, 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 no. I'm no, no, no. I'm talking. Let's me and you, since we know the Riz of verses. Yeah, no. Is this one of his? Yeah. Is it top five? You asking me? Yes. I'm not mad at top five Riz of verse on him. This Riz of verse on Dangerous Mind is a top five Riz of verse for me. Okay. It's a top five Rizzo verse. I think Rizzo likes that he was rapping. We know Fourth Disciple is basically a different version of the Rizzo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. I agree with you. Bought it. I wasn't mad. I didn't get this like, oh, man, I'm mad. I wasn't right. mad at all. I bought it, loved it, and, and I'm telling you, this is a top five RZA verse on Dangerous Minds. Oh, you the top five bag. Okay. All right. Um, another album in 97 that dropped, um, Anticipation for me, um, you and I spoke about this brother off air. Um, we've done an appreciation for this brother. We've also revisited the last album. Um, you are very high on the Big Bang. That's one of your favorite Buster Rhymes albums uh, from his catalog. Um, I did buy this project. Um, obviously, man, what he had, um, Turn It Up, that was a big song. Put Your Hands or Your Eyes Can See Me was one of the biggest songs in 1997. Song. No it was an MVP category song. It was song. definitely an MVP, MVP song. song. Right. Even though it was an MVP song, it was not my favorite song on this album, though, y'all. My favorite song on Buster Rhymes' album was Rhymes galore. I love Rhymes galore. He had an Erica Badu feature on it because Erica Badu was popping in 1997. So for Buster Rhymes to get an Erica Badu feature was big. Also had Anthony Hamilton on here at the time. Anthony Hamilton was not a big artist, but Anthony Hamilton was rocking with Buster Rhymes in 1997. That's wild. Um, overall, a lot of DJ Scratch on here. Shout out, shout out, shout out to DJ Scratch again. I'm gonna go light. Three and a half, more like two and a half. Watch, like three and a half. What is album? Uh, he has, a, he has, he has, he has a five mic MVP song and put your hands on my eyes can see. Uh, he followed up with the very successful Dangerous, where he used that same flow. Uh, his um, he is equal to Missy when it comes to video, uh, revolution. When it comes to making videos, I put Buster Rhymes and Missy in the same category. Um because they both revolutionized how they, 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 they basically made million-dollar budgeted videos. You know, that's what was happening in the 90s. Um, Shout out, hi, William, right quick. Um, Hyperion, he used to give himself a different name in every video because he was producing yeah. and he was doing all the videos. One yeah. thing that I, I will tell people, Easy Moby was very, Easy Moby and DJ Premier was all over 1997. Like, they are on a lot of people's albums in 1997. Like, these are names that I see a lot. And I'm glad to see that Easy Moby was getting so much work in 97. Uh, Buster Rhymes is a five-mic lyricist. And, and, and he has an MVP song on here. I got it for like two and a half, though, Wazzy. I agree. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go to Strong Island right quick. The home of battle rapper Mike P. De La Souls working on an album right now with DJ Premier. I sent you a link to that. I don't know if you saw that, sir. Um, a group that one of your favorite groups of all time also done an appreciation for these brothers also. Um, I don't know if you guys will ever appreciate it. Me and Watson ever grab one of these brothers' albums and did a deep dive into one of their albums, and you will see the enthusiastic in our voices going over these songs and everything like that. Watson has said on numerous occasions that E-Double does not get his props for G-Funk talk like Dr. Dre does here in the New York City area. We do, and East Coast niggas, we do. New York niggas, we salute E-Double, Eric Sermon. They took a hiatus. They had discrepancies, problems, issues within the camp, departed for a hot minute, then decided to get back together for a fifth solo album. I'm talking about EPMD, Eric Parrish, making dollars. And I will always tell you, Nimrod's this. Their Gold Digger song is better than Kanye West's Gold Digger song. Um, I bought this album. I was happy they were back together. I loved the album cover with them dapping it up and fits like that. That was dope and everything like that. Um, was this one of the better albums when it comes to the business trilogy or catalog, you want to call it, watch? No, I can't say it was. I was just happy for these brothers to get back and rocking. I got this as a three-and-a-half mic album. Talk to me, King. I did like the joint, though. The joint was this my favorite. This is a strong four-mic album to me. A okay. strong four-mic album to me. Um, EPMD getting back together meant everything to me. This is one of my all-time favorite groups of all time in hip-hop with one of my all-time favorite producers. And them getting back together, it meant everything to me. I bought this album without thinking. I don't need to hear no song. But like you said, my style stays on point. Like, that's the joint. That's the joint. Which is paying paying homage to the Funky 4 Plus 1 and Sha Rock, female MC, one of the early female MCs. Um, So, uh, like you said, you know I bought it, you bought it, just off of the love, how much EPMD meant for us. Uh, Was it better than the other, the the four businesses before it? No. No. What is it? But this, no, it wasn't, but I... Thoroughly enjoyed this, and I was not disappointed or, or unhappy. Like, put it this way, I like this better than the Buster's album. I can say that. Is that saying much, though? Uh, no, I'm just telling you how I was listening to it. I, I enjoyed this album more than I enjoyed the Buster's. Like, I liked every song. Like, like, I could listen to every song. Like, some of the Buster's song stuff, you know, it was he was going somewhere else with it. Um, and once again, DJ Scratch is, they gave DJ Scratch production credit on this. That's what I'm saying. Scratch got his props also. Flowers also for the year '97 when it comes to. So let me just ask you something. Um, did 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 Mac Ten for the West Coast heads based on the true story? Did that have any impact on you? No, it didn't. You know, you know he's a West Side connection. You know oh, Mac Lord. Ten. You know, know what I'm saying? Okay, so I, 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 I just want to highlight. That I just want to highlight that he dropped. I just want to highlight that that he dropped, and and, and if it meant anything to you, that's all. No, I wasn't. I wasn't really so mad. Like, okay, fuck. To be, we don't think about us, y'all. Don't keep it honest with y'all. Y'all gonna say, "Oh, New York niggas." Yeah, I wasn't listening to Mac Ten. I'm just being honest. I don't tell a lot of y'all. Front, oh, y'all was no. We don't. We're not gonna front. Um, I'm going to Shot Town though. I am going to Shot Town. Back to Shot Town. 
this guy is one of my favorite Chicago. I don't even want to box. I hate boxing niggas here, man. I love common period, man. I see, man. I love this dude, man. Going into his third album with his mama. Yo, yo Common, your mama looking so fine on his album cover, brother. Common with the ill pose on the album cover. He had the ill pose with the hand by the chin, man. You know what I'm saying? This album was actually not bad. I don't think this project gets talked about enough like the other Common projects. Obviously, we've done an appreciation for Common. We've also revisited the B album and everything like that, right? Um, this album was not bad, man. Speaking about introspective, but then they had a song called Retrospect for Life with Lauren Hill. That was a very introspective song, very introspective video on top of that. Shout out to No ID. Obviously, he rocks out with Common Hard Body and everything. My City was a dope song, in my opinion. I love My City. I actually like my song, my, my City, a lot. Um, he had like a trilogy of a song in Stolen Moments, part one, two, and three. That was all right. Uh, the Fatherhood joint, I thought it was solid. Um, overall, watch, I'm not going to lie to you, brother. I would give this album a solid three and a half. I know Daylight was on here. You know what I mean? His Badu was on here. Q Tech. Cannabis, make name for yourself. Cannabis joint. Was it was a dope collabo? Does that collaboration get talked about enough? Probably not for whatever reason it doesn't get talked about enough. But I'm gonna did cannabis did oh, cannabis did cannabis get common out the paint on this? Yes, twice on Sunday. Think twice about what we're saying, y'all. Cannabis got common and redman out the paint. And common yeah. and redman are yeah. and common and redman are two of the greatest MCs of all time. Let like, Common and Redman are considered two of the greatest centers of all time. And in 1997, yeah, I'm going to just say this right now because he didn't have an album. But guess what? Cannabis is also going to be in another album we're about to talk about. So I'll save that yeah. once we get to the other album. Okay? Um, but, okay, so we got Cannabis uh, on the Lost Boys album getting Redman out the paint. Yeah. We got Cannabis yeah. on the album with Common getting Common yeah. out the paint. So let's see if he does it again on another album we're about to talk about. But, um, um, <laughs> yo, um, this is a, to me, this is a solid four mic album to me. I okay. mean, the introspection, the, 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 the lyricism, the collaboration. And let me tell you how real it is, man. Let me tell you how real it is with me as a hip hop head. I was on a date in the village, and the album came out, and I and I was at one of these stores. No, Tower Records was near, was near me. And I was like, Yo, come with an album out. I took my date who I was with. I said, Yo, you gotta come store me because I gotta get this common record. Man, fuck this. Fuck this. Hip hop is not gonna stop, nigga. So yeah, I fuck with this album. Wait, wait, wait. All right, Wise, I'm going to Queens, man. Q-U, two E's, N-S. Queens, the home of One DMC, home of Nas, Nori, Nature, Mob, G-Rap, Onyx, Nate, Nature, called Mega, Littles. Don't mad names out there. I'm going to go to one of the guys who first called himself the GOAT when it comes to hip-hop. Um, you and I like to highlight a lot of brothers who's transitioned watch from the eighties to the nineties. We spoke about KRS one earlier, sir, who made a smooth transition from the eighties to the nineties. This guy might he he did do he did top KRS one 
in the 80s into the 90s. Um, if you want to talk about sales talk with this brother, we can have that conversation all day. Um, a lot of times, uh, and shame on PSA Hip Hop, watch your voice. Shame on PSA Hip Hop. We have not done an appreciation for this brother. That's a shame on us, and that will happen this year. Part and stuff, but y'all gotta understand something. Me and Watson are working men, and we still try to juggle a show here. Still trying to juggle interviews and fucking um, revisit albums and albums that drop and everything like that. Sport, we try to do it all. But watch, I gotta keep it real, son. Did I buy the phenomenal album? Yes, I did. Watch, I bought the phenomenal album. Of course, I did. This nigga's going on his seventh solo. Ladies love Cool J, James Todd Smith, Farmers Boulevard. I went and copped this album. This shit was a double. Son, let this be, watch. The nigga went two times platinum. <laughs> so let me get this right, watch. He goes double platinum in 97 on his seventh solo album. Jesus, Lord. Sorry, Rakim. Sorry, Kane. All you niggas. Well, this, this, this one sales talk. Watson does a better job than me on that sales talk shit. But I got to salute him on that. Now, if we're going to talk about collaboration, Joyce, I'm going straight to 4321. This is a five mic. And let me let me say this right quick, man. Produced by who? Produced by who? He doubled the green eye motherfucking bandit. Let's be clear on that. Fuck Lord. Okay. Okay. Clear. Let me say this, Watts. Not me and you. Because I feel we know hip-hop collaborations talk. And one day we have a show just hip-hop collaboration. I thought you and I need to do a show on hip-hop collaboration talk, right? We're going to do that one day. Dog, Watts, why do people always go to bands from TV? And I'm not mad at band TV, Watts. But if somebody told you that 4321 over band TV, sir, what would you say? I would agree with them. Hmm. Um, I, I would agree with them. Can we be honest that, and listen, when Nas said Eminem killed you on your shit, LL did not get killed on your shit. <laughs> Let's be clear on that. Listen, man, DMX, Fireverse, Meth and Red. Like for LL, he kept the Def Jam by his cannabis. But Meth Red, you get that dynamic duo. You get a hungry DMX at this time. He bringing his flavor. Cannabis first was fire. But LL had one of the illest lines, not your naive. We said, not your naive incompetence gets crushed by my dominance. You know, my nigga, I used to love that line so much. And, and, and it meant even more when we realized the entire verse was just in cannabis. <laughs> the entire verse was a battle disc to cannabis. And then he kicked cannabis off the song and replaced him with Master P. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Niggas love talking about the Young Buck shit with T.I. and Luda when they was dissing each other, right? But let's be real. This was the first time we see that. Niggas probably did that shit um, subliminally, but this is not really subliminal. You can really read between the lines by Matt Hopper's voice. You can really read between the lines. Of I mean, shit. I mean, he, he pointed to his arm. How dare you want this, this thing on my arm? And, and then Cannabis right. put a mic on his arm. Like, like Cannabis really was a fan of LL. And LL had a mic on his arm. And... and, and 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 cannabis wanted the mic, wanted wanted to copy him and emulate him. Let's talk about. I don't mean to sidebar right quick, but I'm gonna sidebar right quick. Can we can we put this to let's put this to bed for once between me and you? I think we did this also when we spoke about 
this track for a couple of years ago. But let's revisit it. Niggas didn't really listen to that show. Shame on you niggas if you never listened to that episode. Shameless plug. Me and Watson's top this is tracks of all time is a very slept on episode. Let me just throw that out there. I love that episode very much, but I'll digress. Um, can we admit that Watts I don't know, dogs, like did cannabis really people try to say LL won that battle. Did he really win that battle? With cannabis? LL won the war. He lost the battle. Alright, I fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I got this project as three and a half mic project, but watch. Um, I agree with you. Three and a half mic project. Uh, he ran to Puffy. He got Trackmasters, LES. Um, like you said, what's the best song on here? You went straight to it. Four, three, two, one. Um, and like you said, I bought it just like you bought it. I don't know why I bought it. Well, I don't know why I bought it. I hadn't fallen off at all. There was no fall off at like at all. Then he was proving he could go ball for ball with the greatest MCs in hip hop at the time. Red, Mess, DMX, like what do you want? He, that's what he did to highlight how impactful Master P was being. They wanted some of that Master P magic, and right. I, I was like, right. hey, P, P, right. P, can you come and can you come and get on this? And he just shot a whole new scene and just put Master P's verse in the video. Like, so we, we, we have to acknowledge that. What, what, no, no, I'm glad you're acknowledging that, though. What does that say about Master P? So Master P, Master P, words. Impact, impact. Listen, I tell everybody, Master P, they gave him the Artist of the Year. They, the source gave Master P MVP of 1997. Mm. Let's just call it what it is. Wow, wow. Uh, Watts, I want to go ahead for a second, man. A project, I don't know if you bought it, but I know you heard it. Pretty sure. You know what? I'm going to go on record and say you bought this project. Um, let's be real, Watts. We always talk about labels, right? Got to read the labels in my Jesuit 40, mm-hmm. right? Got to read the labels. Um, shout out to Loud Records, of course, Watts. But, yo, Raucous Records, man. I like that Raucous Records roster, Watts. Um, I did buy this sound bombing project, my guy. This tape part itself. What made you? What, let me ask you a question. Why did you question if you if I bought it or not? What made you? What made you question if maybe I euro stepped it or like what? What? what why are you hesitant? Why are you not sure? Some projects. Watson sometimes will throw a curveball at me and certain things he like. Like for instance, y'all don't know this, man, because we haven't talked about his brother. We spoke about his project early in the show. But Watson loves Twister. Like, he doesn't like Twister. He loves Twister. So when niggas be like, oh, niggas only be in that New York bag, I'm going to show you. And I ain't trying to rob my brother Jocko. Okay, pause. But the nigga do like niggas that's not from New York City. Like, this nigga likes Crooked Eye. He likes Twister. Like, he's a Roscoe's guy. Like, this is, these niggas are not from New York City. I need, that, I need that to be highlighted. Right? Like, this nigga loves Twister. Crooked Eye is one of his favorite rappers. Period. I like Young Jeezy. Like, I'm, I like, so we do like niggas that, that you know, of course, we're, gonna, we're from New York City, so of course we're going to highlight shit that we rocked with heavy. We don't try to disrespect other rappers, but we don't diss other niggas, but I think we're harder on New York rappers more than any other region because that's where we're from. I think we shit on, shit on New York rappers way more than other people. But sometimes the reason I go to, not to digress and, and go on a, a, a rant right quick, I do question if he bought it, because I don't know if he did like it. I'm pretty sure you heard it. Don't know if he bought it. What do we think about R.A. the Rugged Man who had a lot of dr- couple of drinks on him? Were you a guy, were you an R.A. the Rugged Man type of guy? I listened to him. 
I had I didn't buy anything from him during this time. Like I didn't buy his twelve inches pause at Fat Beats anything. But if you want to know if I bought this album, absolutely. I absolutely bought this album. There was no hesitation. There was no what is this. So well, contrary to what people don't know, I'm gonna say this I was with because of Talib Kweli. No, 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 it's not that. But I've been listening to Talib and Kweli. And most of two years before they dropped mm-hmm. Black Star, I was mm-hmm. I vividly remember listening to them on on um in '96 throughout the years because Stretch Armstrong and Bobito and more and more and DJ Mayhem used to play them all the time, so mm-hmm. I, I always heard them. So yes, I bought this and I enjoyed it. And Fortify Live slept on song. With Mr. Man, Mr. Man from the Bush Babies. That's Talib Kweli and most deaf men. They know him. Mr. Man is nice. I always would like to know whatever happened to Mr. Man. Because I thought he was dead nice. I knew him more than Talib Kweli and most. I was like, yo, why is Mr. Man rapping with these other dudes? Like, they were the other dudes to me. Because I knew Mr. Man. They I was like, the other dudes. Mr. Man's rapping we gotta, with? We got we to we burp that watch the other dudes. I like that the other dudes. But then why? We 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 knew Mr. Man first. You know Sorry, rappers. Sorry, rappers. We're gonna start calling your mans and them the other dudes. Yeah. So um. So I I absolutely bought this and I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed this album. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, next project. Watch. Oh, fam. Come on, man. I'm glad we got to the meat and potatoes of 1997. This project was in heavy roll. These people decided to form a conglomerate called The Firm. Dr. Dre on production. A lot of people are not too thrilled. I'm not going to rewrite hip-hop history. A lot of people are not crazy about this Dr. Dre production on The Firm project. I think in from the years, and let's be clear, this is another project I would love to revisit. I have no problem revisiting a Firm album. Strong three and a half. I'm going to say strong four mics. I'm going four mics. I'm going. I'm going four a solid four mics project, right? Um, Foxy Brown, A. Z. Nas, and a guy that I like so much in the year of 1997 was Nature. Like I know niggas love. I love Nas in '97. Don't get it twisted, but I really love Nature in 1997, right? Um. Phone tap is, I mean, that's self-explanatory. I mean, that's a, come on. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, the Firm Biz and um, Firm Family was okay. Um, pretty Boy, I could do what I am. I'm a kid. I, I was never a Pretty Boy guy. I never liked him at all. Um, Nature had to me the best single on here out of the Firm niggas was um, Five Minutes to Flush. That was my fucking, one of my favorite songs on here. Um, cannabis Verse. <laughs> On Desperados, um, sorry Nas, I'm not saying you, I'm not Nas, I'm not saying you got washed. Nas, did, let me let me repeat, Nas did not get washed on Desperados, but I would say this though, the MVP for me, again we mentioned his brother's name again, dog. I feel like in '97, cannabis was really rapping with your favorite rappers, favorite rappers, and holding it down with your favorite MCs. Um, you're, being, you're being politically correct when you say that because he was out rapping them, had better verses on a regular basis. 
Like, like, call it what it is. No, but no, I don't think it No, watch. I don't think he watched Nas, though. I really don't think he watched Nas. He got Redman to come out the paint. I don't think he watched Nas. I'm gonna say like that. a thousand, de- like a thousand degrees Celsius, I make him see smell. Fuck my oh record my label. God. I appear courtesy of myself. Oh my God. Man, he was just, Jesus Christ, he was just, man. He was Yo, just... I'm leaving. I'm leaving once again with nature, Nori. Love that. Can I be real with you? As much as niggas love phone tap, I love I'm leaving. I love I'm leaving. Half a million on throw your guns. I love that joint. Listen, man, I'm going to keep it real, son. Yo, my nigga, a lot of sampling on this fucking project here. Yo, I can imagine how much clearance they had, how much money they had to pay for these shits. Dog, from phone tap to hardcore, five minutes to flush the. My nigga, think about this. They sampled Square Biz, Firm Biz, Tina Marie. You just swats. Let that breathe for a second, my nigga. The Temptations, Untouchable. But I'm going to say this, though. Like, like I say, watch, I stand corrected. Um, four mics for me. Shout out to the phone. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to judge this album because I loved it. First of all, I bought it on cigarette box. So if you bought this on cassette tape, you bought a cigarette box. Nobody right. could say I'm lying. I'm the historian. All right? Nobody could say I'm lying. I bought this, and it was in a cigarette box. It's like Capital Punishment was in a cigarette box. Um. Mm. There are eight songs on this album that got heavy, heavy, heavy rotation. Eight. So all I need to know is, if you take eight songs off of an album, what does that mean? How many mics do you give it? Because it's not eight songs that I just like. It's eight songs that I really, really liked. All the songs you named I liked. A lot. Let me check my phone tap, man. Sometimes you have to be in an environment to see how the song is, how do everybody feel about it. So there was a skating rink. You heard about it. It's called Skate King. It's in the Bronx. Okay. okay. Yo, they threw, uh, <laughs> they threw phone tap on at Skate Key, mm-hmm. and I just watched the whole room explode and go crazy. And I was like, Wow. This is unbelievable. Wow. Like, that's a hip-hop moment for me. Uh, to me, I'm giving this a strong, strong, strong four mics. Strong, strong four mics. If we ever uh, review it, we'll go into mm-hmm. detail. But I really, really enjoyed this album. All right, let me look how much time we got. We got 48 minutes left. Okay, bam, we got a lot of projects left. Woo. Me and Watson, <laughs> we're talking this hip-hop shit. We got 48. We even finished. There's a lot of albums got to skip through here. All right, Watson, I'm going to go here. This is not an album that we spoke about. I'm giving love to the South right quick. I'm going to skip through this. Um, shout out to Little John and the Eastside Boys, um, dropping the album in 1997. John, that I had for a minute, watch. And the only reason I highlight this because I feel he gets to, to the masses. They put him in a 2000 group, but the nigga had an album in 1997. So I just want to shout out Little John right quick, brother. Feel me? Um, Salt and Pepper also dropped an album. Watch, shout out to Salt and Pepper right quick. Brand new. Um, just, I'm just, I got to just salute Salt and Pepper. That's a fifth album. In 1997, I got I, I to make sure I salute Salt and Pepper. I grew up on Salt and Pepper just like you did, brother. Um, so I just want to shout out Salt and Pepper right quick. Um, shout out to the Hot Boys also. They dropped a um, collaboration album and everything like that. Watch. We cannot have to give props to the Hot Boys. This was a, 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 a another project that, that that got burned and everything. Neighborhood Superstar, that was big. Um, Coming. Infrared, they had some drinks on there for the for the masses. I know a lot of South Brothers rock with these niggas heavy, man. 
Um, and watch, I'm going here, man. 1997 in October, a guy who I don't rock heavy. B dot the um not the batter up of B dot the uh, B dot ranks the rap radar B dot who says that Mace Becker is a better MC than Mace. I mean than Styles P by himself. Um, I'm gonna say this, even though he wasn't my guy like this, he was definitely a MVP candidate. And if somebody told me he was the MVP in 1997, I cannot get mad at somebody saying that about Mace. But Becker. Harlem World, I would give this album three and a half mics. Watch, talk to me. Um, I agree with everything you said. This is, uh, he, he, I mean, we can't Eurostep someone who was arguably the MVP of 1997. He's on, he's on, he's on Big's album on one of the biggest songs, More Money, More Problem. He's on Mm -hmm. Diddy's album, We Can't Hold His Back. So, so yeah. he had a lot of momentum yeah. behind yeah. him. I'm talking about yeah. a lot of momentum. Yeah. And then yeah. he comes out with this, and it just was a big, big, huge commercial, commercial seller. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but when we talked about that Funkmaster Flex album earlier, Mace has a freestyle over Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with on that album, on that Funkmaster oh Flex album we talked about earlier. And I and I thought Mace got busy on that. I thought he was Murder Mace. I thought he was the Murder Mace flow. I thought he Use the murder maze flow on there, and I'm a Mace fan, so I like Mace. Um, this album is a light four. I'm giving it a light four mics, but it was MVP. Um, I want you to talk about 24 Hours to Live. What do you like about that song? Another collaboration. That's one of the best collaborations in 1997. We talk about collaboration joints, and I feel like the more I talk about collaboration joints, we have got to do a collaboration show, and I can't wait to do that with you. This is a five mic collaboration. Let's be clear. As much as y'all think I defecate on Mason Becker, I gotta be real. Mace did beat Cam also in a battle. Mace Cam, how you let Mace beat you in a battle, honey? Neither handle there, whatever, man. Um, but let's be real, man. Early Neptunes on here. Um, eight ball MJG collaboration, Dame Grease, Buster, Kelly Price, Little C, Hope was on here, like, you know what I mean? Like Monifa was on this project. A lot of samples on here, lots of heavy sample. The Tina Marie again. Got sampled on here. Um, Rose Royce got sampled. Culture Club Watts got sampled on here. Curtis Mayfield Watts. Cheat on you. The sample for don't don't stop till I get it out of Michael Jackson. So, but this is not. I was not. This is not a heavy rotation for me. As much as you okay. were MVP candidate, and I commit, he was not a rotation. So I want to tell you the songs that meant everything to me. Okay. Uh, another five mic song on here is Buster Moms on a Hook. Niggas want to act. First of all, Dame Grease. I thought Dame Grease gave him a five mic beat. Okay. It, is, it is a highlight song for me. Niggas want to act. Buster Rhymes, Five Mike Hook. We don't talk about Buster Rhymes on the hook for whatever reason, but Buster Rhymes also did the hook on Victory. Buster Rhymes did the hook on this. Five so, but, like, like, when are we, we going to give Buster Rhymes his pop for what he does on hook? So, a highlight song, 24 Hours to Live. Niggas want to act. There was another song I liked a lot, um, produced by my man Ron Armin Ra. Do you want to hurt Mace? Mace is using the whisper flow, but I really liked that song. <laughs> Do you really want to hurt Mace? Do you really want to make him cry? Yo, I used to play that. I used to play that. I'm going to give you another joint. Oh, wait, there's another joint that I like. Um, I just no, I like yeah, so so this album is a solid four mic album to me, and like you say, and like you say, admit admit he was the MVP of 1997. Admit it was, 
It wasn't for admit, me, but it was. Admit, admit that you know that, and admit that in New York yes. City you knew Mace was was, was yes. ran the radio stations. Yes. He ran the radio stations. Yes. So I just want yes. you to tell people that, and then acknowledge that even though I know the whole city messed with him, Mace was an MVP of hip hop. I wasn't messing with him personally. I but, the, but, the, but the hip hop community and the world embraced him. You are acknowledging yes. that. Okay, I'm acknowledging that, sir. I'm acknowledging right. that. All right. Ah, uh, we're going back to Brooklyn, though. We're going to Brooklyn. I'm going to like this talk right here. How much time we got left? We got a lot of albums to talk about, so I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to be fair. 42 minutes here. Jiggle Man, S. Dot Carter, fresh off the reasonable doubt. Should have went triple, watch. It should have went triple. It should have went triple, YZ. But it did. But then we go into A My Lifetime, Volume 1. Now, y'all know, as much as I love Hove, I'm going to give you the pros and cons of Hove of this album, in my opinion. Me and Watson both bought this album. Do not let Watson fool y'all. He bought this album. He loves Hove. Hey, Benny the Butcher, 97 Hove, huh? <laughs> you think when you made 97 Hove that me and Watson did not know exactly what you meant by 97 Hove? Even though I'm on record saying it should be 98 Hove, let us keep it in 98. We'll have a conversation about 98 Hove. One day we'll be watching doing the Well, you're going to just speak your own argument as you talk about this because you're going to because this is '97. Hope we're talking about. So yes. you're going to just your own argument. <laughs> um, this album, the city is mine. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa! The intro to a million and one questions, and then the Rob No More Primo. I see you, my G. The city is mine. I love that. I know what girls like did not like that song. Hold, I'm gonna keep it real. Imaginary player loved it. Streets is watching, loved it. Friend of four, state your biz. Primo, lucky me, loved it. Introspective, but then we go into sunshine. Hope I love baby face like the next nigga man, but I did not like this song and wait for it. Yes, Hope you're gonna get an Archie Buck Award for this video. It's right there with gravel people who take crime. Wait for it. Mm. No. Who you with? Loved it. Face off featuring Source Money. Let's be clear on this. Me and Watson recently did a show about B.D. Siegel and Jay-Z joints. I'm going to keep it real, man. Source Money used to give Jay-Z fits, too. Yes, ho. You didn't watch Source Money on a lot of verses, B. Source Money does not get enough props. Too short in Jay-Z. Jay-Z's West Coast um, connection always seems to be too short on albums. The rap game, crack game, obviously that's a B.I.G. for I think Biggie should get a lot of props for the title of that song, and that's why I felt Hope was going when he made the title of that particular song. Where I'm From is a five-mic song. You Must Love Me liked it a lot. I'm going here. Four-and-a-half-mic solid album. Talk to me, watch. This is an absolute four-and-a-half-mic album, but I'm going to take it a step further. I could argue this is the best introspection hove you'll ever get, and this has some of the greatest rapping bars of hove ever. This huh. is prime Jay-Z. This, this right here is prime Jay-Z, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Prime. Okay. Fine, Jay Z. This is ninety-seven Hove. Um, Todd Rembrandt's Hang 'Em paid a lot. K 
can't come play and be balling, true or not. The song mm. you didn't like, that's a whole set of, I know what girls like. But that's such a braggadocious line that me and my man used to always quote that line. <laughs> now, let me give you another song. Let me, now, let me give you another song. Now, 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 let me really, now, let me really let you know what it is. Everybody in hip-hop who gives a take on Sunshine is being sheep and y'all are being followers. It's a great, you said what you had to say about it, and I'm going to say what I had to say about it. It's a great hip-hop song. It pays homage to hip-hop. First of all, let's just talk about the beat. That's paying homage to a classic hip-hop song. One. Two. Rocksteady, who is in the video? Break dancing. You got a problem with seeing that? Because I damn no, sure no, don't. No, 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 I didn't like Jay-Z's outfit. I didn't like the colorfulness on it. I, have a, I don't have a problem with breakdancing, nigga. You know I don't. Okay. I got a problem with the colorfulness. And the okay, so they're breakdancing. They're breakdancing. Jay-Z was rocking was terrible. Okay. They're breakdancing in Adidas suits. Do you have a problem with the colorful Adidas? It, was just, it wasn't that it was colorful. They just the light, shot it and the enhanced the color. The lighting just enhanced the color. Okay, fine. So fine. You don't like that lighting, but you got the nerve to say you like Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes videos? Yes. Shot by the yes. same. Shot yes. by the same. You know why? They always give me that kind of treatment. That's why, nigga. They always give me that treatment. That's why. When Hype Williams does a Jay-Z video with the lighting and the colors, I don't like it. But when he does it to oh, everybody, I'm going to go all time. Okay. So, boom, that's that. That's that. Now, let's get back to the, the introspection on here, man. You must love me as introspection to the core. More music before more music. Lucky me. Introspection to the core. More music before more music. Lucky me. This album also has arguably the greatest Jay-Z song of all time, Where I'm From. Top five Jay-Z song. Nothing on American Gangster is fucking Where I'm From. Nothing on American Gangster. Stay with American Gangster. All right, man. Let's keep it moving, man. Let's keep it moving. We got minutes here. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to New Orleans again. I feel like a lot of New Orleans talk. You said you spoke to, recently spoke to niggas in a chat on um, Clubhouse. You said, and they were talking about New Orleans rappers also. Uh, I just want to shout out Mystical also. I always call the Southern Buster Rhymes, in my opinion. I like Mystical's flow and delivery, man. Just on that alone, I really liked him a lot, man. Um, still smoking was my shit. The man right here, when that shit would come on in the clubs, niggas would lose their mind when the man right here would come on. That song was fire, man. Let me give a shout-out uh, to Mystical right quick. All right, watch. I'm going to keep it moving here. Also, just shout-out Timbaland and Magoo, just because Timbaland was running with Missy and everything that year. Um, shout-out to the Funky Homo Sapien, watch. You know what I mean? Um, Will Smith dropped the album that year, watch. Big Willie style. Um, I know we didn't cop that, obviously, but... Was that I'm Jiggy with it? Did I have I'm Jiggy with it? Was that the album? I'm Jiggy with it? Yes, Jiggy with it was on that album. That song was big, but that one in Miami was big. But just want to give a shout out to Will Smith because you know, what's Will Smith? Um, Tupac, are you still down, Watts? Remember me? That shit went certified four times platinum. Jesus Christ! Think about that. Watts a year later, Pac drops uh, album they put together. 
I want to say something after you Euro step. I, I, I want to say something. I'm not going to see you step it. But Big Willie, Big Willie style was a big fucking album. It didn't just come out and not impact. Remember, Big Will Smith was becoming the biggest movie star in the world, like bigger than everybody. And his videos were on heavy rotation on MTV and BET Bap City. You had to see them. You know what I'm saying? And just the two of us with him and his son, are we not giving that? We're not going to give that introspective, positive vibe? We're not going to salute that. We're not saluting just the two of us. We're not talking about it. We talk about dear mama. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. We're going to put just the two of us right there with L.O.G. and the Bulldog. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's about fatherhood. Yep. It's about fatherhood. That's what the song is about. So what's the issue? No, I have no issue. No, no issue. That those, those don't listen. I had no, I had no issues with Nas, um, daughter's song. I love those kind of songs. You know what I mean? What do you think about Tupac's um, Are You Still Down Project? Remember Me. They had a redemption song on there, Hellraiser. I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto. And I, mean, I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto was big. I'm not going to lie, that song was big. If y'all have not listened to me and um, Watson, Tupac, um, what, album we did, what album was that we reviewed, Watson? Revisited. The Machiavelli album. Yeah, the Machiavelli joint. And then we go to Detroit. Wow. Slim Shady, watch. Talk to me, man. There's nothing to talk about. Let me buy this. Let me buy this. That's her song, Well, I'm saying, you gotta highlight that, the brother that dropped a project in 97, though. You know what I mean? That's all I'm highlighting him. Was out here in 97, man. Um, Ice Cube, 8 Ball, and MJG, and everything like that. You know what I mean? So. So overall, what do we think about 1997 was? Dope year? 1997 was an amazing hip-hop year, marred by the tragic passing of Biggie. But it was an amazing, amazing year. Mm. That's what it is, man. Take us home, my G. P-S-A Hip-Hop, the home of the 40-point performance of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, man. That you saw and you have to acknowledge. <laughs> Kyrie's that dude, man. Kyrie's. Listen, every time, anytime I watch um, First Take and watch Stephen A. talk about Kyrie, I have to. I agree. With, I agree with everything he says about Kyrie. When they go into the that box office, he's the best show in basketball. If you just want to see electrifying electricity, best candle, hands down, and he can shoot. He can do, he can logo shoot too if he wants to. Not not half court shoot, but he damn sure logo uh, shoot. Logo shooting talk again, Jesus. Christ. Logo, logo 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 shooting talk is okay. Sidebar. JJ Reddick has a podcast, and he was talking to um. Uh, well, on one of his latest podcasts, he's talking about um Steph Curry and uh and Dame Lillard, and how he is a long distance shooter, and he is he is in awe of watching them shoot. So you saying logo shooting, that's what everybody's talking about, blah, blah. You make it like I'm just talking about some fringe side thing that is not impacting the culture. It is impacting the culture. Logo shooting matters. Okay. So what, what do you think about Kevin Durant not playing ball for a while now? What do you think about that? I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned 
deeply afraid and very concerned. And that Embiid getting hurt has almost guaranteed LeBron getting the MVP. Wow, that's because now they. Because now they're going to use the fact that Embiid had to take out these two weeks. So all LeBron has to do is just be alive. I was talking to one of my boys at work. It is an absolute joke that LeBron James is a leading candidate for MVP. It is the God. most insulting thing in, that I've ever seen, that he's the leading candidate as MVP in, in 2021. You say insulting? Dude, it's insulting. What? What do you think about Zion? I think I I think the NBA the NBA doesn't know what to do with Zion. He's he's absolutely a number one pick. He's an awesome dunker. But let me tell you what happened. The logo happened. The logo shooting happened. And the logo shooting is more exciting to people than Zion dunking. Yesterday Zion cocked it back and jammed it on this dude's head. And you know what everybody's talking about? The deep three. So the logo shooting of Dame Lillard and Steph Curry has made people not appreciate the man-child dominance of Zion Williams, who's playing fantastic basketball. Their record's trash, though. And by the way, and by the way, are you going to give us an update for your coined term logo guys? Is there an update to the logo guys, or it's still the same same guys? Is any are there any other players you want to throw no, in there? The logo guys, the usual suspects, man. The usual so, 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 so still the usual right. suspects. Okay, yeah, I just want to get I just want to get an update on the AKA three Letterman logo guys. That's your that's your term. You phrased it, logo guys. I just had a logo. Yeah, that's your phrase. You, you, you turned yeah, it but I, but I don't want to be labeled with Mr. Logo. I like guys of game period. You know what I mean? I like niggas games period, man. Who else is flourishing in the NBA? Who am I? Dame is still playing. Yo, what about the Phoenix Suns, my nigga? What I think about Chris Paul, man? Wherever he goes, fam, they get on, excited. On, excited. TNT, on TNT, Charles Barkley got into an argument. With the exactly. whole panel, because he, because he said because he said Chris Paul was an MVP candidate. You switch your head. I'll get your balls off. I don't have to get There's no there's, there's, there's no balls to get off. There's no balls to get off. There's no balls to get off. Right. What you mean? There's no balls to get off. I, like I said, there's no balls no, to get you off. No, you know what it is. It pains you to give Chris Paul props. You try to shit on him as much as you can. So when Phoenix is looking good, you, you have nothing to stand on. That's what it is. And it pains you to admit that, yo, when this, wherever this nigga goes, the team gets better. When he was an OKC, it was good. He goes to Phoenix, Devin Booker. That, come on, like, come on. He, they, when he goes to Phoenix, wait, he goes to Phoenix what about Devin Booker? When he goes to Phoenix, what about Devin Booker? You don't think that he's a, a mentor to Devin Booker? No. Are you? I think, you don't I think, think Chris Paul, Paul – wait a minute. You don't think Chris Paul is a mentor? I think Chris Paul is the most. I think Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is one of the most disliked players in NBA history. Oh, uh, not when you play with him. Not when you play with him. Against them, maybe. Against them, maybe. I don't think when you play with him. 
Well, DeAndre Jordan disagrees. DeAndre Jordan disagrees. DeAndre Jordan disagrees. Guess what, DeAndre Jordan? The only reason you were nice when you were in the clip is because Chris Paul was throwing at you the fucking alley oops, nigga. When you fucking bamped on, what was that? Um, what he dunked on and bodied? Was it? What's that nigga's young boy's name, man? Brevin Knight. Brevin Knight. Yes, yes. Body that nigga. Come on, son. Come on, man. I'm out of here, man. That's what it is, man. DSA Bob, man. It's your boy, 3 and Watch. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Y'all be safe out there, man. What?